We must search within to expand out. Aloha, shifters, dreamers, multidimensional friends, light guardians within this beautiful holographic matrix. My name is Brendan, aka Mystic Spider-Man, Skull Babylon, welcoming you to another live recorded inspirational team podcast presented through here, through Paradigm Shift Central, a portal for inspirational conscious creators and leaders doing what we can to be able to help accelerate and assist with the collective shift in consciousness. This is one of our another, another one of our Synergy Circle team podcasts. We do these every Thursday, and as per usual, this is going to be an exciting paradigm shifting adventure that we are going on into the topic of spiritual wisdom of the hollow earth so i am joined here once again by some fellow amazing leading members here in the community so fellow leading members in the community go ahead and gently unmute your microphones as we switch switch things over here to panel view and make some noise and send some love to all the other people who are tuned in and watching this broadcast on all platforms in the future throughout time we love you guys go ahead make some noise Awesome. All right, beautiful. Thank you guys so much again for being here. We'll give you a quick introduction to all the leading members that we have on air with us, as well as a general introduction for those of you who may be new. For those of you on YouTube, do me a favor and drop an 11-11 in the chat if you guys can hear us clear, if you guys are excited about this broadcast. If there's any slight lag between the audio sync and the video, we get that revised as we go. And for today's broadcast, we have some of our leading members on air with us, including Zentia. If you guys just want to like wave to the camera as we're saying hello to you. So we have Zentia. There's Zentia. We have Amanda as well. So we can say hello to Amanda. And we have Curtis as well. Curtis right there. And in addition, we also have Pisces. So Pisces rocking it as always. And we have Molly, one of our newer leading members as well. Molly, thank you so much for joining. And of course, we have Samantha back once again. So Samantha, thank you so much for being here. Beautiful to have so many amazing people here. So many people who are dedicated to being able to take part in these inspirational consciousness shifting discussions by creating the sacred digital space together. So for those of you who may be brand new, we're just going to give a quick introduction to how we got things set up here within this super awesome community. And then we're going to get into a quick meditation. And then we're going to really dive deep. Dive deep. Oh, I didn't even. Ch oh, the, the puns are started. Watch out. Here come nothing but hollow earth puns for the next three hours, I'm sure. Unconsciously, the little rise to the surface. It's happening. It's happening. But, anyways, here we go. Um, nonetheless, team, we're going to get into some really exciting discussion. Uh, just as a quick intro again, you know, hollow earth, how does this relate to the collective shift in consciousness? We're going to be connecting dots. We're going to be putting information on the table. This is going to be, I will just say before we get into this, if you are someone that is still just kind of like starting to get into a lot of this spirituality, you may want to save this broadcast for another day. If you're someone who is, again, just kind of even like straight up, straight up, like 100%. If you are someone who lives with uh, dissociation, uh, like a situation like that, a condition like that, be mindful that there could be things within this episode that could really shift your paradigm. And everything that we're saying here, this is just going to be information at the end of the day. We're just encouraging guys to be able to think for yourself. I'm here to be able to explore, have fun talking, and to be a seeker, to be a seeker of wisdom and truth, and to do our part as cosmic citizens to try to understand this bigger cosmic picture that we are all a part of. If that resonates with you guys, I just wanted to be able to put that uh, out there. Drop a 777 in the chat if you guys are cool with that and ready to be able to open to the idea that this could shift your paradigms in some very big ways uh, as we move through this. So we'll be talking about it. We'll be talking about spiritual lore. We'll be talking about experiences. We'll be talking about all sorts of information as we move through this. I've been doing a lot of research, but we'll talk more about that uh, once we get past the meditation. So for those of you who are brand new to this, again, my name is Brendan, Mystic Spider-Man, Skull Babble on YouTube. Make sure you guys are subscribed on those platforms if you're looking for more. We do these podcasts every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Some really exciting news is to be able to let you guys know that we are actually 
actually on Spotify now. So you can find Paradigm Shift Radio on Spotify. Yeah, theoretically, I could have had us on Spotify a while ago. I didn't realize it was so easy to get us on there. Uh, but now we're on there and now it's super convenient for you to go back and it, it doesn't even have all the episodes. If you scroll all the way through Spotify, you'll go through hundreds. It goes back to 2015. Our original episodes actually go way back to 2012. We're like beyond Spotify's limits. We have so much paradigm shifting content there, but you guys can go back, check out some really, really cool past episodes. We've got a lot of like guest interviews with a lot of like people that you'd probably recognize, uh, like even straight up, like we have like an interview with like Ralph Smart from 2013, which I guess isn't on Spotify because it's too old. Nonetheless, we got more content coming your way. So be sure to check us out on Spotify and follow us there. Within this community, we also have a team chat, a Discord server. You guys are welcome to check that out as well. That'll give you access to the public space within the chat where you can get additional information, updates about the team, our regular weekly team podcast that we do Monday to Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to be able to help assist you guys. And of course, you guys can join as a leading member by joining on Patreon, and that's when you can get to take part in these broadcasts on air, plus additional additional benefits to be able to help support you as a conscious media creator. And you can find the links for the Patreon in the information for this video as well as through the links in my profile on TikTok and YouTube at any moment. And uh, yeah, with that said, we're gonna get right into a little bit of a meditation. So if you guys are here for the first time, drop a 333 in the chat. And for everybody else, just go ahead and give a nice warm welcome uh, to those of you who may be new. If you guys wanna share this broadcast, now's a great time to be able to do it. And we're gonna do a little bit of a meditation. And the intention here is just to be able to drop into our heart space. We're gonna visualize ourselves sitting around a circle. It's a very common, simple practice that we do that just brings us into the shared resonance. And this goes back to the theme and I'll just kind of set the stage here. This project began literally just as like a club in my college, me organizing meetups every Friday in my city at a yoga studio, sitting in circles and having discussion. Since then, it's evolved. And here we are now sitting in sacred digital circles to be able to have these important discussions. And yeah, this is going to be a very, very exciting one. And hopefully you guys got to tune in for the previous one about fairy lore, because if you did, I'm sure there are going to be some connecting threads here as well. So again, for those of you who are new, thank you so much for joining. For those of you who are on TikTok or Instagram, go ahead and click the link on my profile to be able to join in on YouTube. If you ever see me tuned in on TikTok and Instagram, I'm usually live on YouTube. Click the link in my profile to be able to tune in there and then you'll be able to hear the full broadcast once we get to the other speakers. Awesome team. All right. So with that said, be sure to, after this broadcast, come back and check out all the links down below to all the creators featured in this broadcast. And then make sure that you're following all the featured creators, leading members. And yeah, with that said, let's get right into our meditation. So thank you everyone again for being here and go ahead and get yourself nice and comfortable. This is just going to be a gentle one. You guys can like sit down. You can just kind of like chill out wherever you are, get comfortable for a minute. <clears throat> Beautiful. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Patreon supporters. Thank you, followers of all kind. This is this is made possible because of you. Okay, team. When you're ready, go ahead and gently close your eyes. Straighten up your spine, open up your chest, relax your face. As you listen to my voice, gently begin connecting with your breath. Soft, gentle inhales and soft, gentle exhales. As you breathe here, just gently bring your awareness to your heart space. You're welcome to physically put your hand on your chest if you wish. And just bring yourself into this space of gratitude. Gratitude for this beautiful community of shifters, light guardians, seekers, call us what you will. People who are here to be able to help assist with the shift in consciousness through creativity, compassion, and personal development. 
gratitude for the sacred space, gratitude for the knowledge and, and wisdom we are about to share together, and gratitude for yourself for showing up. With gratitude in your heart, gently imagine in this moment, sitting in a circle with all the other amazing, beautiful people here today, on air as our leading members, as well as all the people listening. And you can imagine us sitting out in a field, you can imagine us sitting in a yoga studio, wherever you choose to imagine us in this moment. And just take this opportunity to be able to look around at the faces of the people here and just be able to reflect your appreciation, your gratitude for them, for their journey, for showing up, for being a part of this community, for being a part of this bigger shift. So just give yourself a few more moments. I'm going to stop talking and just allow yourself to speak within your heart words of kindness, words of gratitude, while also receiving this gratitude in return from the team. So just continue to visualize connecting with these different amazing, beautiful people. I'll stop talking for a moment and just continue to breathe here in this space of gratitude. Go ahead and do that now. Beautiful. With the gentle rhythm of your breathing, just continue to hold this vibration in your heart. Any other words of kindness, go ahead, speak those now. And one particular, one particular phrase of kindness to the team. What would that one phrase be? Just one phrase of kindness, of encouragement. Go ahead, speak that now. Awesome. And so gently from here, just take another look around the circle, gratitude in your heart. Slowly, we will carry this vibration, this image, this scene with us through our heart, through our imagination as we continue along with this discussion here. Gently, when you are ready, slowly bring your awareness back to the space around you. When you're ready, gently wiggle your toes, wiggle your fingers, and open your eyes and return your awareness to the space around you. Awesome. Beautiful. Welcome back, everyone. Go ahead, grab a drink of water if you need it. Get yourself nice and comfortable. Pack your bags, pack some extra nuts. We're going on an adventure. Put on your hiking boots. Here we go. Okay, so for those of you who are in the YouTube chat, if you guys want to leave, what was the comment that you had for the team during that meditation? Please feel free. Leave that in the comments down below and let us know. And so with that said, let's get right into this topic about the spiritual wisdom of hollow earth. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of an overview on things that I've been coming across, information that I've been exploring. I'll talk about it for a bit. From there, we're going to pass it to Pisces afterwards. From there, we'll pass it to Curtis. And then from there, we'll just keep moving around. This discussion will probably go for close to three hours. If we can keep it under three hours, we'll see. But this is a topic in itself that throughout the many, many podcasts that I've done over the years, we have never specifically done an episode about Hollow Earth. And I think part of the reason for me not doing it then, even though it was something that came up now and then, was because in my heart, I was just kind of like... I'm interested in it, but I'll know when the time is right. I'll know when people are ready to be able to dive into this topic. Again, I'm sorry. The, I'm, I'm not, I'm, the puns are just there. I'm not doing them on purpose. We're diving in. It's rising. It's like, anyways, shoveling and stuff. Okay. But again, with this topic, this is a topic that I think for a lot of people is something that 
they either know very little about or it's something that they've spent an extensive amount of time researching or it's something that they outright reflect and refuse they're just like nope that's not a thing and they literally just kind of push it away and so it's important to be able to observe the many ways in which we can look at this theme of hollow earth and so with the intention of this podcast and this discussion here tonight as a team the intention that i invite us to be able to move forward with is from the intention of us being seekers being seekers of truth to ultimately be able to work with the information that we have, to be able to put it on the table, to begin connecting the dots and to begin seeing the bigger picture. In a lot of ways, like it's not that much different from thinking of, of you know, I, I feel honestly, I feel like we're like Mulder and Scully right now in X-Files is essentially what it feels like. It's to be like, well, Scully, we've got these documents here and they're claiming they've been to Hollow Earth. What do you think? I don't know, Mulder. Looks like we'll have to stay up all night and this is going to be a late one. Oh, here it comes, right? And then it's like, you know, and then like it's just going to be one of those ones. So get your get your coffee if you want it. Um, and really inviting yourself to be able to sit down and vibe with us as we have fun talking about this. And I really want to be able to invite a bit of that playfulness into this because this is one of those topics where if you're, you're really just kind of like being like, this is truth, this is absolute. This is like, these are ideas. These are ideas. These are stories. I don't know exactly what's true, but what I'm working towards is being able to connect pieces together in a way that for me starts to make sense based on the other paradigms that I've had that have kind of begun to evolve over the years and that's what I invite you to do now I will say again with the theme of hollow earth this is something that I think goes hand in hand and this is kind of a bigger idea but it's important to keep in mind this is very very powerful what I'm about to say I think one of the most important things that we need to be able to be mindful of as spiritual seekers, as spiritual people going through an awakening and things like that, is to be in a situation where we are open to the idea that our understanding of things will constantly evolve. Meaning, if we get locked into this idea of thinking like, okay, like this is the absolute truth of my reality, and then we're just kind of like, that's it. And then we just boom and we lock our feet in and then we just kind of stay there. Eventually we become stagnant and there will come a point where you have to be able to choose whether or not you're open to the idea of deciding if you want to evolve your understanding beyond where it is that you're currently standing. And so that definitely ties in with hollow earth because it's hard to be able to look into this topic of hollow earth without it really bringing into question a lot of other things that we assume are true, that we assume are real. And so this is why I think this topic is very triggering for some people, but the fact that it is triggering and the fact that it is just kind of thought as being like this crazy thing is actually something that for some of us who understand how this reality works should start to be interested, be like, well, why is it so suppressed? Why is this information so like, you know, like not looked at and everything like that? It's either, again, following up on the fairy lore podcast, it is either A, completely crazy made up and just fictional content and stuff like that, or B, there's something there. And so let's approach it from the idea that maybe there's something there. And maybe by the end of this podcast, you will be in a situation where you'll get to decide for yourself if you're just like, okay, like this, you know, like you'll decide, you'll decide. And I, I can feel what I'm leaning towards. And that's why I'm excited to be able to share this with you guys. Cause honestly, guys, the things that I'm going to talk about, literally what I'll do, I'll just tell you guys a couple things. We're still just leading up to this. I know where it's kind of like a, just building up the, the hype here, but there's going to be some, some things that I'm going to talk to you guys about that will completely change your paradigm, especially for those of you who are like 
knees deep into spiritual community stuff and everything like that. There are some ideas here that are completely different from the ubiquitous understanding in terms of spirituality. So where to start? Where to start? Where to start? Where to start? That is a great question. I'll start with the basic idea that stories of Hollow Earth are nothing new. In fact, they are incredibly ancient. And if you want to get a good understanding of stories of Hollow Earth, I think one of the best things that you should do is look back to the ancient cultures and to look back on how they talked about it and to look back at different in, ab aboriginal tribes, different indigenous tribes, different tribes who, um, there's many stories, uh, who haven't had much contact with the outside world and yet talk about entrances to inner earth and everything like that. And you start looking at all of these different ideas about how hollow earth begins to show up across a variety of spectrum of different cultures in different ways in their own fundamental understanding. So when we're talking about hollow earth, what does this even mean? What does the concept of hollow earth mean? Now, some people, when they think of hollow earth, they've probably seen maps where it's literally like this idea where it's like kind of like there's a, it's, it's hollow, you know, it's hollow. And then people talk about there being like an internal sun and then it's like, okay, how does that work? There's like, it's just, it's hollow on the inside. Like, I don't understand. That doesn't go against science and everything like that. My understanding of it so far, based on, on how I piece it together, is that the underneath the surface of the earth is very much more kind of like honeycombs, if anything. And so there's different pockets of spaces that are theoretically under the, underneath the earth. Now, before we even really get any further with this, I'm trying to just honestly, guys, if I'm jumping ahead, I apologize. This is just practice, right? This is me practicing, trying to talk about something quite complex. I've had practice talking about it with Lacey, my girlfriend and everything like that. And I know there's like a coherent way that we can explain it. But let me just kind of hit upon a couple things and then we'll get into Pisces and I'll, I'll share more stuff with you guys later. But in terms of hollow earth, this is, should I just tell you guys like straight up my understanding? Should, do you want me to just like fully just lay it on the table? Cause I feel like I'm like having trouble cause I'm like holding back, but I feel like I need to just like dive into the big stuff in order to be able to explain the surface stuff, so to speak. Guys, drop, drop a 777. Uh, if you guys just feel like you're like ready for me to just like give you just like the big, like the big paradigm shift right away. Cause honestly, like it will help make sense of things in the long run. And I know that if you guys are here, you guys are ready for it. Okay. Okay. You guys, you guys want me to just get like fully, fully, this is okay. So again, I've been doing a lot of research on this, nothing new recently within the last week. I recently went back into this research, meaning I did this years ago, but now I recently got back into it. I've been approaching it from a new perspective with additional information, how I perceived it when I really got into it, maybe like, you know, 10 years ago, eight years ago, whatever. Now it's quite different. And this is my general understanding of hollow earth. Okay, how do we do this? I'm gonna do this, okay, here we go. So basically this is the idea. With inside the surface, quote unquote surface of the earth, there are several different civilizations and several different cultures. The big idea that may be true and maybe not, but for me it kind of opens up some idea to things and I'll just get right into it is that what we identify as the hollow earth is a very multi-dimensional thing. It's not always going to be this literal thing where it's literally like just like this giant cavern inside the earth. It appears to be very multi-dimensional, meaning that even the earth as we think it 
of of it may be might may be quite different from how we think of it we almost need to start thinking of the earth as more of kind of like a dimension that can be similar to harmonic scales within music meaning where we are is kind of like one frequency and then there's like kind of like layers and things like that and so there's other layers of frequency literally underneath the earth's surface and so the big thing here is that underneath the earth's surface there is basically this idea that there are entrances to what can basically be thought of as like dimensional spaces or like 5d spaces and so within these dimensional spaces there are literally other civilizations that live there again anything i'm saying guys i'm not saying like this is 100 true this is just like let this is just a story let's just see if it makes sense and then we'll move it over to pisces these civilizations basically have what we identify as like advanced technology ufo technology they're highly consciously evolved there's many different races there's many different cultures as well there's supposedly at least seven different giant cultures of these things underneath the earth and each one of these different cultures has kind of appeared in different ways related to different um, historical spiritual beliefs. Um, this is where you get the Hindus talking about it. This is where the Tibetan monks actually talk about it. There's another side note here. There is literally one of the big temples in Tibet literally is understood to be one of the entrances to the inner world, to the underworld. Um, and even the concept of underworld is another term for it. And when you start looking at things and you start looking at things like Alice in Wonderland, Alice in Underland, you start to understand that the underworld, as we we're referring to it, may not be any different from what is essentially the fairy realm that we were literally talking about last week in some degrees. Some areas of it may be much more physical and dense, but some areas, and this is again based on information I'm putting together and stuff, appear to have more ethereal qualities. And in different spaces of these places underneath the earth, again, we're thinking that the earth is more kind of like a honeycomb, but it's also multidimensional. It's probably a little bit outside of our fully we can understand it, but it's hard for us to understand, but it's still basic. Um, in these places within the earth, there's actually like a different electromagnetic charge. And this is why you hear commonly of, um, and this is, and this is why you hear commonly this idea that within hollow earth in these regions, there's like bigger vegetation, bigger flora, bigger like grapes and bigger apples and things like that. And the humans are bigger. The literal humans like are bigger. They grow like 12, 18 feet tall and everything like that. And so this is the, this is kind of like the big kicker and stuff like that. I'll try not to say stuff like that too much. I just became self-aware of that. <laughs> but what what is the big kicker here is basically these ancient civilizations are our descendants. And so the big kicker here, again, I'm not saying this is true. I'm just saying maybe it is, but honestly, it starts piecing in with a lot of stuff. There is the idea that we as humans on the surface actually are descendants of people from these other realms that literally came to the surface. So yes, you can still look at this idea that maybe we evolved from apes. Maybe that's also true. But if you start looking at this idea, it's possible that the cultures that we see on the surface could have literally been um, civilizations from these inner realms that literally migrated to the surface in different ways. And what's trippy is if you actually listen to the, the Native Americans, their origin story literally is about them coming up to the surface out of the Grand Canyon. Like that, that, that is their understanding, right? Their understanding isn't, oh, we evolved from apes. Their understanding is we came to the surface and stuff like that. So you start getting into, I said again, you start getting into this idea where this, and this is, I'm going to give you guys like, this is the big kicker. 
Even things like Atlantis and Lumeria connect to Hollow Earth where basically what we identify as Atlantis and Amira could have been these civilizations literally moving to the surface of the Earth for a period of time and then when cataclysms arose, some of them literally went back. They literally went back. There are many accounts of entire large groups of people, um, in particular Vikings who landed in Greenland way back in the day. They made contact with the Inuits and basically they disappeared and the Inuits knew about this wonderland. They were called they called it Wonderland and they were called and they basically referred to it as like this like beautiful kind of like place beyond the Icelands um, where it was like tropical and, and flora and fauna and stuff like that. And we'll start getting more into the model of the earth and how this relates to it as well because there's in some places where there's literal entrances like caverns where you would have to travel deep, deep down inside of them. Um, but then in some places there's literally this idea of the entrances being in the pole. And so part of this ideas literally start to think of the shape of the earth and again this is just play with it like okay we've been taught it's a globe maybe it is but maybe it's not entirely a globe where basically you can think of it more like a donut it's more like a donut and so like on the surfaces you can literally travel around the surface so we think we think that antarctica is just like flat and ice the basic idea is that if you go past the ice walls of Antarctica, like there's like a literal ice wall there to stop us as humans to like keep us contained. And if you go past this ice wall, eventually you will literally end up in like the tropical regions that are another ecosystem that are related to, again, this inner earth, hollow earth. Curtis, is this making sense with you? Like it just I, I got a few more things I want to be able to hit upon, but I know Curtis has kind of di dived into a bunch of stuff on this. Curtis, is, thumbs up on this. I saw you like kind of like doing some stuff there. Okay, cool. Okay, I, I, I can, I'm just going to keep going, Curtis, and because and, 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 just I want to be able to piece together a couple more ideas. Guys, I appreciate you just allowing me to, again, I'm not trying to hog the microphone. I just want to be able to give the pitch here because this is a big idea. Within the spiritual community, a lot of our focus has been put on outwards, outwards, star seeds, other extra beings, planets, Andromeda, Syria, Nebula, all of this outwards thing. This is a big kicker, guys. Why? Why, 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 why? Not to say that's all true, but... The real truth is going in, going under. Like this is this is the big paradigm shift. So the big paradigm shift is what we may identify as a lot of like the UFO phenomena are actually coming from these civilizations that are part of these like kind of higher dimensional spaces. And they're literally coming from these spaces and interacting with us here. Not to say there can't still be things coming from space. I don't know. Again, I haven't been there. I can't say for certain. But it seems to be that literally this idea of the inner world and the underworld is where our strength resides and where our truth resides. And so if you look, because again, this, this, this is a big kicker. If you start looking at modern day Christianity, basically they told you and they start creating this mythos that there's like a person in the sky and that heaven is up and that hell is down and bad. Basically, we've gone to the point where it's like, wait a second, if the church is telling me something, it's usually the exact opposite of whatever the hell the church is telling me, right? I'm sure some of us can sort of start to see that, but you can still see it in metaphors. There's still some reality to that, nonetheless. But basically, if you think about it, we've created this mythos that has turned us away from looking down, that has turned us away from looking inwards. Everyone's kind of like focused on heavens and angels and up and up and up. And we have this idea of quote unquote, like ascending and ascension, everything like that. But this is the other idea. What is there for us if we start looking about going inwards and turning inwards and looking inwards to the surfaces and things like that and this is basically where again we find this idea that there literally could be higher advanced conscious civilizations and they are connected with what is happening here and this is the idea that there has actually been contact between these underground people and surface people over the millennia 
And they were concerned even at times when there was wars on Earth because it was also affecting them and stuff like that. So like when there was like atomic bombs and stuff going off, like they tried to make contact because they're just like, yo, like this is dangerous. This is dangerous for all of us. We got to like get control of things and everything. And so this is where you start getting into um, their stories. And we'll talk about Admiral Byrd a little bit later. And there's all of the other stories. Um, but yeah, so those, those are kind of the main things to be able to hit upon is this idea um, that long story short, this is just an idea. That's all it is. And maybe there's truth to it. Maybe there's not. It's up to you to be able to decide. The fact is, like, I'll say this real quick. There is, maybe there's, you know, like, there's the reality where Hollow Earth is quite real. But maybe not, that's, that's, that's not the reality that some people are in. And that's okay. Like, we don't think about it that way. But it's like, what if there is literally, like, quote, unquote, more than one reality? And so if you're open to the idea of aligning with the reality in which hollow earth and inner earth is actually a thing then maybe that's what allows you to be able to connect with it because the other themes within the hollow earth stories and i'll just say this and, and i'll pass it over and again yeah the whole axiom as above so below this like relates to this is that within these higher advanced cultures and stuff like that they basically have either call it technology call it magic whatever what it is it's some kind of protective thing that keeps them hidden from us and basically prevents it so that they only let people in they want to let in and basically the only people who can come in are people with like high moral character is essentially this thing so this is actually like kind of the thing guys where um the inner world is also basically a version of 5d in order to be able to enter into the 5d space again even in dream time because this is what we're getting into it's like we can start connecting with this space in dream time we don't literally have to go to a cave entrance we can literally connect there in dream time is that you need to be able to kind of like pass tests and prove your character and face your shadows and integrate and evolve and consciously kind of like mature and develop your moral character and then they'll be like okay now you're kind of like ready to enter and things like that this is this is part of the story this is like literally stories of different sources have talked about this um in different ways so that's kind of like one of the big ideas but again you know just opening up to the idea that what if a bunch of what we recognize as the ufo phenomena could be related to uh, some of the civilizations from there and this is another big idea is that even the idea of literally like say for example like the Pleiadians they're like oh we're like from another star system and stuff like that this is the idea this isn't my idea this is an idea that the Pleiadians are actually saying that to be able to protect themselves but the Pleiadians are actually part of one of the civilizations under the surface quote unquote under the surface as well so the, like that if you think about it like that would make sense for them they're like they're like we're from another planet Ooh. and i'm not trying to make fun of them honestly or anything like that but it's more so kind of like the idea but what if like straight up they're just like okay we'll tell them we're from there because that will protect us because that will keep them distracted wherever they are turning you away from in culture and society and religion try to look the other way and you'll probably find some truth so again heaven hell don't go down don't go down to hell like they keep telling us that right but it's like yo i think if you start going into these underworlds these wonder worlds these underlands these again the egyptians talk about in their own way all these cultures talk about it. this is like literally where you meet the quote-unquote gods and guardians of these dimensions and things like that and this is actually a thing that's for some of us it will be a part of our experience specifically in dream time and things like that and that's where we're actually again having these discussions because i think once we start hearing about this and start opening our minds to it and everything like that maybe that's part of what is moving us closer and the big thing is that these ancient 
underground. And yeah, they're not just underground. It's like the entrances are underground, but it's more like they're in another dimension. Like stop thinking it's like such a physical thing. It's more like, it's a, more of like a dimension within dimensions within dimensions. Each one's kind of like its own pocket, but there's entrances, they're kind of parallel. It's kind of like more like, it's like, it's like a video game. It doesn't need to fit into like certain parameters and stuff. It's more like you like enter from one zone to the next, uh, so to speak. A again, this is kind of my understanding. So I don't think, cause, cause I think that's why like we don't pick it up with our scientific equipment. Um, and stuff like that quite in the same way but anyways long story short i apologize for talking for so long guys let me know if 11 11 if this has kind of somewhat shifted your paradigm if this is starting to make sense for you because again the reason why we are having this discussion and the reason why i think this is important is because i think that similar to what we've talked about with the ufo encounters and with the fairy folk which is again a part of this the fairy folk are literally from these realms based on my guess like it seems to be that way how the hell would it be any different it seems to be that way um based on this our possible objective could be about developing our relationship with these civilizations and cultures literally 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 could be about developing contact with them and developing relationship and that is the thing is that for the people that have been to hollow earth and they have come back and they've like brought back messages they basically said that over the next several decades civilizations from hollow earth will start making with contact with people individually it won't be a mass thing it'll be individually and it will also happen through dream time in the same way as well so these ancient civilizations there are many of them different spiritual beliefs and different religions have their own connection to them the monks knew about them in tibet and everything like that they may be our descendants some of us may literally be from these realms and we've literally forgotten again you know again we think of this as like coming in from another dimension we could have been there and come here i don't know i don't know um and there's a lot more to be able to look at and to explore here and to see how it connects the dots but at the end of the day the spiritual wisdom of this is that they are here to be able to help remind us of our journey as multi-dimensional beings it's a very ever unfolding one and to be able to call us into a higher purpose of self-awareness and empowerment and connection with the earth we are literally from the earth stop looking to the heavens out there if you look at the opposite you will realize that our truth is like in the earth in a very literal and metaphysical way um so once we realize that we come from the earth and we come from these like other places and things like that it will bring us back to a place within our heart that will also help us unlock more of our empowerment. Does that make sense, guys? Go ahead and, and yeah, just keep dropping those 11 11s if that makes sense to you guys. Sorry, guys, that was like way longer than I planned to do, but that's like freaking like a lot of research just kind of like packed into some stuff. And uh, I will say, guys, check the show notes on this video for links to some things on YouTube that we'll talk about throughout this broadcast as well that you can go check out uh, afterwards. There's a bunch more notes I got here, but we'll, we'll just pass it to the next person. Then we'll go around uh, a little bit more as we continue to practice here. We'll probably talk about Richard Bird as we go. We can talk about the uh, the Mahoxi um, Indians of Guyam. Uh, they were like guardians of the inner earth and things like that. And we recently contacted them and they told us all about this. We can talk about the idea that maybe the Mayans literally migrated to hollow earth inner earth like this is a crazy idea people are like where'd the mayans go the mayans talked about underworld all the time that was a big part of their culture why why is it crazy to think that maybe they literally just didn't go there whoa paradigm shift doesn't that make sense like wouldn't that actually like 
open up some possible ideas. Um, yeah, and we'll talk about um, we'll talk about a, a few other experiences that people have had uh, over the years that have claimed to have been there and come back. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about some other references that you guys can check out to be able to dive in and learn a little bit more about this uh, as well. And there's also stuff related to like Hindu uh, mythology and everything as well, which again, I'm not an expert on all this stuff. So if you guys know stuff in the YouTube chat, Go ahead and let us know. With that said, Pisces, can I get a thumbs up? And please let me know if uh, if anything. Can I get a thumbs up on you guys? Was that was that okay? Like, was that did that shift your paradigms and stuff like that? That that was some pretty cool stuff. Okay, cool. Because that's why we're here, guys. It's not just like, oh, this is crazy. It's like, how can we take this information and structure it in a way that will give us a platform for our empowerment and to explore a deeper mystery in ourselves? So. Pisces, gonna pass it over to you. Thank you so much for your patience. Uh, and with that said, Pisces, go ahead and briefly introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about even just like feedback, if anything, what I said there, because there might've been some new ideas I said there where you're like, whoa, okay, this is like, how does it feel for you or anything? And then tell us anything else you wanna share. Pisces, welcome and when you're ready, go right ahead. It's too funny um, and not at all surprised you say the thing about there might have been some new ideas. Give me some feedback because, you know, as you know, as soon as we start doing these things, all of us come together like puzzle pieces and our ideas come together like a collective consciousness and the picture is like Wah! for everybody to see. So it, it's like all the the things that I had um, were just boosted and amplified and multiplied and um, clicked into place after hearing what you had to say so for those of you who don't know my name is melissa and i go by pisces psyche on most of my platforms except ig since pisces eight psyche and uh the number eight <laughs> and <clears throat> i am passionately uh working on lifting the veil of forgetting to assist all of you in uh unlocking that mountain of untapped potential that's inside of all of us so if anyone's interested in seeking some more personal in-depth guidance in that area please uh find me on my platforms and let me know shoot me a dm send me a comment anything i'm here for you um that being said i'm super excited to talk about antarctica with you today and if any of you i can't see the youtube comments so if i um might ask anyone chirp in if you see something like a direct question for me please Let's go right ahead in talking about all of the mystery that surrounds Antarctica. As you know, Brendan said, there are so many um, conspiracies, theories, beliefs surrounding the entrances of um, places like Agarti, Shangri-La, um, down into the crust of the earth. The, the journey of the center of the earth is just um, such a cool concept to me. And I um lose my focus here and there and <laughs> i know that um it's hard to fathom like in your head you think okay there must just be like a straw at the the north pole and the south pole you can just hop in an elevator and get down there and it really is um difficult to fathom what is going on especially when you begin to consider what i'm about to drop for you <clears throat> back in 1974 there was a mysterious appearance of a hole in the ice sheets. This was no ordinary hole, mind you. Of course, this leads back to the crustal displacement theory, which is not a proven theory. But as many of you know, we have, many of you know, I hope, we have a lot of shifting ice, melting ice, polar ice caps moving around. And this can create holes near and around the edges of these ice sheets in Antarctica. But this 
particular hole was, we're talking kilometers away from the edges. It was very strange. And the scientists were like, whoa, where the hell did this come from? And one scientist was even uh, recorded to have described it as if, quote, unquote, someone, not thing, someone had punched a hole up through the ice. Let that just sink in for a moment. <laughs> that leads me to my next point of this oh so elusive and evasive project. Six year long project put on by NASA called Operation Icebridge. This operation was described as keeping um, a study on the movements of ice sheets, the melting of ice. Um, the how the polar ice was affected by climate change and uh, basically my th this was specifically an aerial surveillance project put on by NASA clearly and my indication <laughs> which I love is that after about a few years in 1974 this whole hanging around mysteriously disappears covers back up closes entirely 2016 it reappears still here as far as I'm concerned someone please um, update me if I'm not if I'm wrong I actually my research is ongoing at this moment I am so excited about this research and the ideas around the conspiracy about um, the, the North Pole the South Pole being entrances to these types of inner dimensions that I continued on to my research and watching up, you can find if you search up the PBS News Hour on YouTube. Six years ago, a study was performed by some scientists to see how water and minerals were affected once you got really deep down into the earth, because it seems like it'd be hard for life to exist in earth if it didn't have water right so they start doing this experiment and they were able to dig down deep the deepest they've ever been in the crust earth the deepest they've ever been in the crust earth is only like skinning an apple peel let that sink in that's the deepest we've ever been how are we supposed to know what's in there um, <clears throat> upon finding these minerals down deep in the earth, where you can imagine it begins to get extremely hot and you would think minerals, um, water, sorry, would evaporate, which you'd be right. They discovered that specific minerals had the capability to encase and protect this water from evaporating. This leads me straight on into crystal caves and the honeycomb effect. As Brendan uh, led us to plant the seed that our earth was honeycombed, I would like to nourish that seed in <clears throat> allowing you, inviting you to think about all of the many, many crystal caves that bring us our crystal tools and our spiritual practices. If we have a planet that is this honeycombed 
and we have only been as deep as the skin of an apple, this all accumulated together, in my opinion, leading to the fact that microorganisms, organisms and microorganisms have the capability to exist in this type of environment, it becomes quite impossible to imagine that other things do not. Here we are. Awesome. Pisces, thank you. Thank you so much for, for giving us. And, and again, like every, everything you basically just said there, like that's stuff that's documented by other people and stuff like that. Like that's not like speculation. This is again, like the limits of what we've explored based on scientific studies and yep. everything, which I'm yeah. dropping the facts for you guys to, this is why I was so excited about um, when you said bringing the feedback off of how I felt about what you said. Cause I was like, yes, Brandon planted the Brendan planted the spiritual seeds and I'm going to come nourish it with the scientific facts. And we are going to really grow this exciting um, idea. And um, the discussion will probably get really exciting. It, yes, it, it, it's super exciting. And, and again, you know, I, I think that's, I think that's the best way to be able to approach something like this is to be able to approach it from, again, a grounded way. God, gosh, darn it. These, these like are all our, are all our puns like inner earth puns is this like like i'm just realizing this now why are all these phrases just common like colloquial colloquial terms and stuff like that maybe maybe but yeah no it's all about grounding it's all about going underground it's all about um staying grounded on when that. we're talking about this right right so like you said uh, they're trying to distract us by saying don't go there don't go there but then we have these little colloquialisms that are so common that you're just realizing now are like hey look maybe like they're like nuggets right, of right. breadcrumbs yeah yeah no that's fascinating melissa thank you so much for keeping the ball rolling here guys let's give, give some uh show some love for melissa for those of you in the youtube chat uh as well curtis give me a thumbs up if we're ready to pass it to you next and to be able to hit upon some more things and who would like to go after after curtis go ahead and let me know uh whoever wants to be able to jump in after curtis just give me give me a uh, hands up right now um, is that Zentia? Okay, Zentia. Okay, we'll pass it over to Zentia. So, uh, real, real quick, guys, I'll just tell you one quick story, and and um, I will say that there's a there's a person on TikTok that uh, I encourage you guys to check out. Their their name is Ethan. Uh, I've talked to them. They're a cool guy. Uh, you can find their videos on TikTok.com. TikTok.com forward slash at sign Ethan Chevalier. Um, e t h a n l e ethan le chevalier c-h-e-v-a-l-i-e-r and the number four the links for that are in the youtube info so you don't really have to worry about memorizing that be sure to check it out um but my point is his videos have gone incredibly viral and then he's got like a 31 video series all about hollow earth and i guarantee some of you have probably seen those like i mean quick like fingers up in the chat who's seen those like you guys have probably seen those samantha's seen those curtis has seen those and that was again that was kind of like i remember guys i remember when i started on tiktok and stuff like that i'm like oh this is gonna be exciting and then Seriously, like once his video started up, like it reminded me of that meme from like The Office where it's like, it's happening, it's happening. Like the collective is starting to talk about Hollow Earth. It's happening, like viral videos about Hollow Earth and stuff like that. Like straight up, right? Because until then it was just like, no, that's just a reptilian crazy people tinfoil hat group and everything like that. Well, we'll get to the reptoids. 
it's not just that's the thing right like people are just gonna be like oh like okay we're at that point right are reptoids real i don't know man like but when you start looking at the hollow earth stuff it's not off the table to think that there would be different types of humanoids um it kind of makes sense so uh, but it's up to you guys you guys go as far as you want with this um but i can see people literally listening and as soon as we get to the reptilians they're like and that's where i stopped the podcast or something like that so but that's all right because again you almost want to find those edges where it's like why is there a part of you that's almost like an internal programming that's like don't go any further like don't like that's like there's something inside of us that's like it's like stop looking at that like stop going further it's like a defense mechanism to keep us in the matrix so you almost want to find those edges to be able to explore them um but i encourage you to check out ethan's videos uh again the link for that's in the youtube chat he does a lot of really really um short one minute videos on tiktok i encourage you to check them out learn a bunch from them a lot of the information that i was getting was stuff that he was talking about as well because it's all just information that's out there it's not even so much him saying this is my opinion it's like this is the information that's out there that we have available one quick story that ethan shared was actually this uh this particular story um what was it something um the the there it is the children of woolpit w-o-o-l-p-i-t the children of woolpit i'm just going to tell this story quick uh this was a story that um i don't even know when this was like 19 something like maybe like i don't know like i don't like maybe like 1920s i'm not 100 sure woolpit is like a place in the uk as far as i understand long story short again i'm not an expert on this story but i'll just give you the emphasis of it there were these children that basically were found one day and they had like green skin and they said um well first of all they didn't even speak the same language and stuff like that and basically um eventually uh it was a it was a son it was a boy and a girl and the girl ended up passing away um but eventually like the boy survived and he was able to communicate and as he grew older he basically explained that her and him like his sister and him basically came from a subterranean world and they were like following their cattle and they ended up getting lost and then they just like kept going further and then eventually they like somehow ended up where we are um and then uh yeah they literally talked about how they were from this other world and they said that the the sunlight there was more like twilight and so it was like a different light like it wasn't like it wasn't because like, that's the thing this this is a whole other thing is like how did the, this this is the idea like there's literally could be like little suns in t- inside different areas of hollow earth like there might be multiple suns inside different areas of hollow earth again i don't know i can't tell you exactly how that works maybe it's an alien technology or floating in there i don't know but this is again just based on evidence um evidence quote unquote um and information and stories but this is again this is a documented story of long story short of these like green kids who said they came from a subterranean world where the, where it looked like twilight and uh and they had like green skin and stuff like that um so again take it for what you will but this is document stuff there's a few other documentation things uh we'll get to those as we go uh thank you guys again if you guys are having a fun time go ahead and leave some silly emoticons in the chat we'll pass it over zentia and zentio when you're ready please feel free to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about even just what you think of the conversation so far so far as it's starting to shift some paradigms for you and any other thing you would like to share on this topic zentia welcome and go right ahead everybody my name is zentia and i am an intuitive on youtube and on instagram you find me at zentia infinite 369 and my youtube is Goddess. I'm excited about this topic. Um, I want to kind of go off of what Melissa said, thinking of, I didn't know about the Earth's crust and how much we had gone into it. I often think about the ocean and how we've only explored 10% of it. So with that, there's many spaces that we haven't gone into. There's jungles 
that humans have never entered into. And when you think of entrances into the inner spaces of earth, why don't we go into these jungles with all of our technology? Why aren't we deeper into the ocean? And if you, I think of the movie, Dr. Strange, one of my favorite movies ever, um, the way he traveled through the portals, the way she opened up a space for him to study, even though he was in this space, she opened up a new space. So if you think about earth and- So what, what movie was that? Dr. Strange um, in the movie opened up a space for him to study, a crystal room for him to go. If you think of um, earth that way with the different dimensions, there's untold amounts, I think, of space that could actually be right there accessible. You think of the masters transcending time and space and meditating for hours, yet they're gone. Where are they going? <laughs> what space are they into? And going in instead of out. If we think of ourselves as replicas of the planet and we have this inner universe, then why can't the planet have one too? That's where. Totally. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much then to you for, for sharing your thoughts on that. And yeah, like, again, you know, it's, I, I think when you start looking at the way how this reality works, it seems to follow this model of like things within things within things within things. So it seems that, yeah, like we, and guys, this, this is a kicker. Like, I don't know, this, this might like, like, what if there's more stuff above us or something like that? Like, what if space isn't what we think of it or something like that? We'll talk more about that another day. I don't know. I don't know, honestly. Like, I love space, everything like that, but we'll talk about that. But again, it, but even if it's like more of like from a multidimensional perspective, it seems to be this idea that like even what we are in is like inside something else. And then that's inside something. It's layers of an onion. So, why my point is who like does it even make sense for us to assume that we're on the ultimate quote-unquote top layer or something like that like that sound that's such a human thing around me samantha it looks like you're ready to be able to jump into this with some things to say so again just rolling things back into spiritual wisdom of, of hollow earth samantha go right ahead pass it over to you and add your excitement i just loved what you had to say there it's just like kind of lost my flow though i wish i just had unmuted myself so let me bring myself back down what was sure. i saying um <laughs> you can introduce yourself first too if you want to. okay hey i'm samantha rose paprin you guys can find me on tiktok or instagram samantha rose paprin youtube samantha rose paprin i keep it simple i don't do aliases i tried and didn't didn't pick up for me i was divine lioness for a while um but regardless, hi, nice to meet you guys. I'm a spiritual mentor. I'm a life coach, a Reiki master, and I've been working, you know, with ethereal esoteric energies and studies and wisdom for quite some time now. Um, and I made the video with hollow earth as like the opening in it, the one that Brendan, um, made the sound for the in initial video for on TikTok, and it blew up. And with this, started this whole conversation of hollow earth with all of my followers. And it became, um, it's, I'm on live right now on TikTok with them as well. And they're throwing me questions left and right. And I think like the best, most significant thing about this is that like all of our stories in some way, they link up, whether like you believe in Jesus, whether you believe in fairies, whether you believe in whatever your belief systems are, in some way we can find like correlations and they're all intertwined. Um, so what is my truth? 
What is your truth? What is the ultimate truth? I mean, my vision of the ultimate truth is that we are all fractals of this greater whole, right? So if, if we're all fractals of it, of course, I'm not going to agree with what everyone has to say. You're different from me, but at the same time, you're the same as me. So why would I reject you? Um, because there is a lot of rejection when it comes to topics like this. Um, and there's not a lot of open-mindedness. Um, and I'm willing to allow your savior to be whatever your savior is. If you're willing to allow me to believe that there could potentially be an inner earth, but I, I don't even know. What if the earth is flat? I don't know. Ain't nobody proven anything to me, but the best part about it is that people think that we're not significantly special and yet we're living on a planet that's orbiting through outer space. And who's to say that we're down here on earth? That's where I was coming in before and I did, I got, didn't, wasn't, this is really the globe. And then there's like the universe and then there's earth. You don't know, we don't know yet. There's, <laughs> we really don't know. We could have um, other dimensional beings that we have not even connected with that like people here on this earth have not spoken about yet in this dimension have never spoken about who are like, oh, you silly beings. There's yet more to learn and yet more to learn because in my theory of creation and where we came from and what I understand it as is that like we're this God consciousness. We were really lonely, but we were like magnanimous. We had all of this power. We had everything within just us, but we, we wanted to experience it as many different things. So we multiplied ourselves into everything, everything that ever was and, and the only people or things that forgot what we were, were the people. And so we're sitting here like God spinning around going, who am I? What am I doing here? Who am I? What am I doing here? Chasing our own damn tails, fighting with each other, causing more and more division, which is less and less necessary. Um, because honestly, we, we did this whole thing because we were lonely. So why do we keep making ourselves lonely? And I don't care what shape the earth is. I don't care what's inside of it, but what's inside of you, because I think I see a lot of me inside of you. And I learn a lot and I grow a lot and I hurt a lot and I love a lot. The rest is fun to play with. Why are we here? What are we doing here? And what are we fucking sitting on right now? Sorry for cursing, I'm done. Sarah, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your vibes and for being here. And yeah, just sparking the excitement. Special, special shout out to everybody on Sarah's live broadcast. There's everybody here. If you guys, if you guys follow Sarah and you're on the YouTube, go ahead and just be like, whoop, whoop, whoop. Sorry, Samantha. Whoop, 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 whoop. Is, is that, is that, that you like, no, okay. I so just... I like, that's, that's like, that's what I was doing there. Something already in the, the air life. or something like that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you, Samantha. Thank you, Samantha. And again, you guys can find uh, Samantha on Samantha. Samantha uh, rob, uh, robs the Samantha robs the sun. Is that like that's like what your Instagram ha handle is, right? Is no, that correct? Samantha Rose Paprin, but that's pretty boss too. I mean, like, well, that's what I was just, reading like, it. Shifting everything. Oh no, no, no! What I did? No, I apologize. I apologize. No, I completely. I was reading like. Oh, that's why I thought it was Sarah because I ran a search on IG and I pulled up the wrong. Where I just sent it to. You. Was it you? I apologize. That was my mistake. But anyways, rob the sun. That's badass. Anyways, okay, let's work on uh, just bringing things back to back to center here.
uh, back to the center of the hollow earth here as we get ready to uh, move into the next part. We're going to pass it over to Curtis. And uh, again, Curtis, I, I know, has been someone who uh, has, you know, explored the curiosity of hollow earth. Because that's the thing, guys. Like, you start looking at stuff and this takes you down a rabbit hole. It takes you into Wonderland. Um, there's a few other things that I want to be able to get into. And I will say halfway through the episode or partway through, I'm going to let you guys know what next week podcast topic is going to be. And it does lead in from this to the next thing so i'm excited to be able to let you guys know for that so make sure you stick around and, and you'll figure out more about what it is that we're doing next week and how this is actually a build-up so with that said curtis give me a thumbs up if you're ready we'll pass it over to you thank you again to everyone for being here for hanging out and curtis passing over to you go ahead and give a brief introduction uh, and uh tell us a bit about what you know about hollow earth and, and even just what we've said so far like how on point are we so to speak and all right i kind of feel like you at the beginning of this it's like oh, what do i start you know, um, but uh, my name's Curtis Hall, um, and uh, I'm I've been in music my like for a while. I, I I don't really know what direction I was in in high school, and uh, and in and then in high school, my senior year, I started getting into uh, alchemy. I started getting into like Freemasons and like all this like weird spirituality and uh, the evolution and that. And then it took me to the turn of the hollow earth back in high school was like, and I didn't even know what this was. It was the order of the hollow globe is where is this whole foundation that the, uh, that's guarding this knowledge and stuff like that. But you gotta, everyone's gotta realize that, you know, there's people in control of the media that's not gonna let you believe that this stuff is real. Like, or even try to, they're gonna try to, like, okay, I'm gonna get out there now. <laughs> um, but the reptilians, or we call the draconians, the reptoids are a print, like they're subservient to the draconians. And they actually have the technology to um, basically control our minds. Now, we have been in the awakening for some time now. You know, there's a lot of this. Uh, after 2012, they thought that this was the end of the world, but this is actually the end of this old world where they're controlling us. Um, but uh, so they're trying as hard as they can to use the media. They're they're uh, this third dimensional way of viewing and of obtaining information. They're not, you know, it's not working anymore because we have a higher way of obtaining information. And I want to go into what a lot of the people in the comments were saying uh, about Gaia and the whole uh, movement of Gaia. There's a whole, it's like a TV program about um, Corey Good and David Wilcock, but I'm gonna focus on Corey's story, Corey Good. Um, he, I mean, man, this is far out stuff. You're like, you're like looking at this guy saying, are you serious? Like there he's talking about going into the uh you know hollow earth and and going into the moon and going like and there's lunar the uh, loc uh, the command center on the moon that you know the nazis have started and all this stuff um there's so much stuff the whole history and stuff about it but i'm going to go into the uh the anshar right now i'm going to talk about the anshar they actually are the uh they're part of the guardians of the inner earth. And um, so they're a fourth dimensional being. And if I go back and up the, uh, the timeline thing is uh, where you're talking about uh, future, bringing the future here to our present. What is that called? What do you call that? 
So reverse time theory reverse. has been my unofficial. Yeah, and uh, it's amazing. It says these people are from the, they're humans. They have evolved from the future and are coming. And, and this brought me in, learning that actually now pieces things together in terms of what we know and how long the earth's actually been here, you know, and what, how long, you know, these aliens have been here. And, um, so, you know, that's all what it is, but there, so anyway, I want to go into the whole story of, of what intrigued me about this, the council of the inner earth society, the, um, and, Ra, the avians. Now, Ra is a historical figure in in, in Egypt. Uh, Ra is, uh, you know, he's like a bird face. He has a bird face, not like Thoth. Thoth is more of a a uh, kind of a pin nose, but pen nose. Like he was the writer, but Ra was a uh, he's another bird face, I guess. But um, Ra is of uh, the avian, and he helped Corey. You know, he came to Corey years you know back in 2012 in his dreams now corey has been having many dreams now you mentioned dreams and going into dreams and them communicating with us and taking us to places um and if you know if you talk about lucid dreams it feels like you're doing it you know that's you that's you that's your spirit you're, you can't even tell if you're going if you're doing it and there's also uh historical events of people getting abducted having dirt on their feet when they didn't go outside all that kind of stuff but what i want to point like when i want to go in the story this is this is the most recent uh cosmic disclosure is where is the program that in on gaia that is the whole story of corey good you can find this on online so i want to direct everyone there once they you know feel like they are comfortable with that but um so they have this inner earth alliance they the um the guardians, the original guardians, not the guardians, but the uh, alliance. Man, it's hard. To, there's a lot of uh, information out here, you know. Um, but they have. Um, what was my train of thought? They have. What really struck me was this gold guy. Now I want to show a picture of this. This is a picture of. Oh, hold on, sorry, sorry about that. Go ahead. We'll hold space for you, Curtis. Curtis is just flipping the camera around to be able to get some images. And yeah, um, Gaia, Gaia.com is a website. Oh, I think, uh, okay, Curtis is just going to have to rejoin. I think he probably uh, just dropped out there by accident. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, how many people here, if you're interested, go check out Gaia. I have not watched things on Gaia. I've only seen a little bit, but I know like literally they're like straight up like here's interviews with people that have, you know, like been there and come back right. or had contact and stuff. Curtis, right. go ahead. Oh my yeah, God. No, no worries, dude, no worries. I'm about to uh, show y'all. No worries. All right, let me just make sure the camera's back up and we'll pass it back oh, over right to you. Now. Just uh, give you two seconds there to be able to get your camera back on and then we'll pass it back over to Curtis. Guys, thank you so much for being here in the chat and uh, go ahead and just leave some comments of support for anybody on air. Curtis, be a little bit go, go ahead, pass it back to you. But I want to show you this image. Now, this is the image of the blue avians. This is the raw, they, uh, sorry. There's so much stuff. So Ra has actually um, made the law, this civilization or these beings, there's three of them, Ra of whatever, there's different ones, but they made the law of one, this book, um, Ra, the material, the law of one, the messenger. Now it's similar to like, if you think about Thoth back in Egypt, um, but this guy is what really struck me as someone 
this guy has this is the race of the gold triangle headed beings now yes this is very far out there gold triangle headed beings and uh these guys have no name they're they actually speak to you through uh communications of like sensing emotion and sensing all this like it's your your breath is taken away your you're you're synced you're in sync with this being this is the gold triangle headed being you know they look more like a kind of like an advanced gray being but um it is it's it, I, i'm it's beautiful to meet one of those beings you know the, you have a they communicate to you through uh without trying really they don't have to they the communication's already set up and that's in terms of these beings being able to go higher dimensional planes to communicate to you you know these talk about the timelines and stuff uh, anyway i wanted to kind of have a point to this um talking about the mayans now this is uh someone talking about the mayans now uh cory good had a lot of suppressed uh or there's a lot of memories he needed to unlock now these are memories are very unfathomable fathomable memories um that he's trying to figure out and, and digest now he didn't want to uh the minds were at a very they understand laws of time very very understanding and they actually are the healers they heal the uh, timeline of what's going on here because in the whole prophecy of if you go into Pakalvotan's prophecy this is a lot of stuff with uh, the minds and um where uh you go into um they healed they healed uh his time his memory log or something you know i'm trying to remember it but uh that goes into the mayan civilization um mm. in terms of you know our timeline of the universe in terms of cuz it was so crazy they were doing an interview with Corey Good and um David Wilcock and they were having dinner and uh they they he was asking what is raw is raw the t- law of time you know is this avian being the law of time because it's created and it's not it's created separately like these beings we did not know they did not know that raw created this law of time it was strange you know that they figured that they piece it out separate but he's asking the question and then for some reason something told david wilcock to go outside go outside he kept asking and and he saw this rainbow this rainbow a double rainbow or something you know this rainbow and and that came to my uh conclusion of what's coming what's coming is uh and they talk about a solar flare that's happening um in the timeline of this whole if you dive into um this the uh cosmic disclosure help or this cosmic disclosure on Gaia you can go in and look and and the whole thing with the mayans is that i was doing research about the rainbow bridge meditations and uh the rainbow bridge itself is actually an aura protection field for this so-called blast we're activating the earth into the next you know realm um and who knows when that's going to happen uh i don't this is a story guys this is a story beyond measures you know this is where we have to use our imaginations and live in the imagination zone um this is what movies are for we watch countless movies that's called partial disclosure you know these movies the star wars star trek you know the recent movies that were that we're watching 
show concepts that are um, fantasy, but also at the same time, they have relevance to a lot of these historical events. You know, Pisces was mentioning all of this proof. You know, there's so much proof of the, the Nazis trying to go and, and, and go to Antarctica. You can go, I think Ethan was talking about, I think you mentioned him about the story of the hollow earth and all this information yeah. on it. But, um, you know, look it up, do your own research and discern, you know, discern, Absolutely. learn, learn to discern this information. And I want to, um, know that these earth beings, the Ashnar that I'm, um, the, uh, guardians, the fourth dimensional humanoids that come from the future that are us in the future, they, I mean, that's us from the future. Like they know that they're excited. They're happy for us. You know, we cannot be in distress anymore about, um, these reptilian races or the uh you want to call illuminati trying to give us fear um you know and learn to discern get, get out of politics get out of all this kind of stuff um do your own decision making and uh yeah yeah that's a, that's a that's a lot of good information there dude thank you so much man I just you know <laughs> it's good practice it's still more <laughs> Oh yeah, man. Like that, and that's the thing, dude. I, I know, I know you're just like, just like, how do I explain so much? And just yeah, but you, you did a good job, man. That's good. So thank you, thank you for conveying that, Curtis. Any anything else, real quick, before you keep passing it around? I just want to, you know, the reverse time theory and meditation, learning um, to just kind of be at peace, and um, love is is the key to this. You know, getting yeah. karmic cycles of of fear you know talking about fairies and stuff like that you know sometimes we're scared to even just run through the hallway in the dark you know we're like oh my god someone's gonna get me in the dark when you're running through the dark hallway do you think someone's gonna get you but that's the whole thing you know i'm trying to get out of that fear mode and learn to maybe meet a gnome and not be absolutely terrified and scare it <laughs> so that's something that uh, i'm working on and um everyone should work on their fears Absolutely, man. Absolutely. No, there's plenty, plenty, plenty of wisdom in the themes of the hollow earth and the themes of the shadows and all thank that stuff. And absolutely. So yeah, hundred percent. Curtis, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. And, and again, you know, for everybody here, like this is, this is all just practice guys. So if anything you hear, if you're just like, again, you're just like, oh, this is too much for me and everything like that. Like again, heads up going into this, everything is information, putting it on the table. And this is the important thing, guys. Like this is this is i've mentioned this idea before um in previous broadcasts one piece of advice that was given to me that was very helpful with this idea of like see everything like believe nothing see everything in a sense not to say that you can't choose to have beliefs but beliefs in themselves can be boxes and limiting and everything like that so let's just look at it on the table and everything and i know there's probably a lot of stuff that curtis said that we're just like wait like what what that was brand new and everything um but yeah you know i i think uh, just hitting upon this real quick and and we'll pass it over to who who would like to go next at, at this point um, Gleb, we'll pass it over to, to, to you as well, to Nico. And um, yeah, I'm just going to mention a couple things real quick. Um, and again, this is just based on information that's out there. And then there's a couple other things that I'll mention afterwards. So again, <clears throat> from my understanding, there appears to be this basic idea that there are different, different regions and different civilizations um, within the quote unquote hollow earth. And so first of all, um, one idea is this idea that like, the term hollow earth and inner earth can be thought of as two different things. I think there's probably like one idea where like maybe there is like one giant pocket 
um, inside of the Earth. And again, I'm not saying I literally think this, this is the idea. And within that, there's like a big central sun. Um, and that's like one big area. And then the inner Earth are more kind of like the additional pocketed areas going in like through the surface and things. I don't know. I don't even know if that that is something that I fully believe in yet. But I heard one person saying that like technically like hollow Earth would be more referring to like the actual center point of the Earth and that atmosphere and that bigger spherical area. And then the inner Earths are kind of like the areas that are in the crust area like more so like the inner earth would be like inside the donuts and then the hollow earth would be within the center space of the donut does that make sense just kind of create a little bit of a different understanding of those phrases if you hear them uh even though they can be sort of used uh, interchangeable and again you know this idea of like of of the terms that we hear all the time like again you know underland wonderland underworld a lot of these cultures kind of talk about this and how they relate to, again going back to like these fifth dimensional fairy realms and stuff there's one thing that was really interesting i'll just hit upon a couple things and we'll pass it over to, to nico um this is this is a quote um that explains these this these spaces um by a gnostic scholar and it basically says listen closely he's explaining these planes he says these are these are planes between spirit and our reality, an area where the ethers of spirit become nature and nature returns back to spirit, making it both physical and an ethereal realm. So again, hitting upon that idea, these are like partly ethereal realms, but they're also partly physical as well. The other thing I just want to hit upon real quick, so we didn't mention this off the start, um, you'll hear common phrases such as Agartha. Agartha is what is recognized as being like one of the big cities within these, again, different cultures. And that's where we get into this idea that different cultures have like different versions of humanoids and stuff. Um, and then there's also Shambhala. And Shambhala is, again, basically like within like the... the um, I, as far as I understand, I think it's again part of going back to like the Tibetan mythology and everything. We're basically hollow. Uh, Shambhala is again this beautiful city inside of the inner world, and again you can only kind of like see it uh, if you are of like a moral character to be able to enter, and then it reveals itself to you. Um, Shangri-La is another one of these cities as well, and uh, true Buddhists actually believe um in like the origins of these inner worlds and they understand and they see that the dalai lama is actually an ambassador for these inner realms and so this is what i was talking about about in tibet some of these big temples um, one of the temples is called the temple of, of patala and patala within hindu scripts um was actually like one of the places that they talk about and i'll talk about some other stuff here that was passed on to a friend of ours who actually grew up with a lot of these um stories it's just a little bit um but she's familiar with these and so again there is this capital in tibet um and it's believed to be like a connection to this underworld so again just connecting into the 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 monk thing and then yeah as curtis was mentioning there is this whole idea and interpret it how you will but um and again this is historical information uh the nazis they had like a side group within them called the thule, thule society and the thule society was basically a branch that was focused on a lot of like the esoteric stuff uh the stuff that was quote unquote beneath the surface this like in a very like you know symbolic way but perhaps more literal than we realize and the thule society literally was like going like published i published a lot of like the ancient tibetan te like writings 
and documents about these inner cities like they were like yo these tibetans like they knew about this and so again this is where it, i don't think it was just it's not just like a hitler thing so again you know like take the war crimes of the nazis put them aside but just took take a look at this why was this group be it nazis or any other group so like they were like told they would not invest this if it was not something that was actually there so like this was something that they just put a lot of energy into um and the, you hear about this a different thing where again you know they talked about like making contact with these beings um and and you t you hear about like different kind of um different types of like versions of humans and everything like that um and this is where again it kind of like wraps into the ufo stuff again so it's just if you want to look more into that it's something to be able to look into but again it's just kind of showing off how uh throughout history this is stuff that people have been intrigued by and then there's also again more experiences that we can get into a little bit later um including the the story of uh of admiral bird which is one of the most relevant ones plus another story um related to the 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 person who wrote the book the smoky sun uh as well and we can talk a little bit about that so let's keep moving along here i'm going to pass it over um nico if you're still on camera we'll pass it over to you if nico if you want to jump on camera if that's okay with you and then i think we got pisces jumping in here in a second so um um, Kristen, if you wanted to go soon after this, we can pass it over to you. So, um, let me just check in, uh, Nico, if you're there, just go ahead and, uh, okay, good. Thumbs up from you. You ready to jump in on this dude? Is that good with you? Okay, cool. All right. Okay. Yeah. And you might just need to like move the microphone, even just like, just like stand still and just kind of hold it so we can get the best audio as possible. If that's cool with you and, um, just go ahead, just test your audio real quick. So. Yeah, it's good enough. Okay, cool. So Nico, pass it over to you. Nico, one of our newer newer leading members within the community. Welcome. Go ahead, briefly introduce yourself and your thoughts yeah, on, on this yeah. topic. Uh, Go ahead. My real world name is Gleb, uh, but um, I go by Nico sometimes. Uh, my uh, Discord is Nico. And uh, on uh, TikTok, I am Gleb the Titan. Um, anyway, I, I am thoroughly enjoying everyone's contribution to this topic. It's fantastic. Um, so what I would like to talk about is that, yes, all of these things that are, we're talking about are very likely to be true. But if anyone has here read the book or listened to the book, um, Convoluted Universe by Dolores Cannon, she has, I think in her second book, second or third book, that she has subjects. Uh, she's a test life regressionist, but she uses hypnotherapy instead of just, you know, kind of like going through. So she basically hypnotizes her patients, allows them to- Gleb, can you, just, can you just hold your microphone? Can you try and just hold your microphone a little bit still? That way so okay. we can- Yeah, that's a little bit better. Yeah, and just keep it as still as you can when you're moving. Okay. Um, so, yeah, her subjects go into a deep state of hypnosis. Um, sometimes it's just uh, like their personal subconscious and like their own past lives and such things like that. But occasionally, and for further clarification, she goes into the deeper subconscious. She doesn't call it a deeper subconscious, but I just reference it as that for simplicity's sake. Um, Basically, it's like the oversoul, like the overarching consciousness of Earth. And uh, 
that part of um, consciousness that she visits in many of her subjects um, say that they have been both in other places of the universe, on other planets, and as ethereal beings, and in the inner Earth. And she's also had subjects say that um, during like the cyclical cataclysm, I don't know if anyone researched that topic at all, but anyway, there's a cyclical cataclysm that happens um, on Earth, and uh, portions of the population on Earth either go underground or into UFO ships outside of time, outside of Earth. So basically, by the time the cataclysm ends, for the people up in uh, the um, outside of Earth, no time basically passes for them. But the people that went inside of Earth, the time more or less passes the same way, more or less. So um, one of the subjects um, said that they went from like the top, like from the ground over the Earth, and then literally like teleported into a pocket underneath the Earth. So uh, a lot of her subjects um, also say that, oh, how do I phrase this? Basically, everything is going to be fine. Most of it, like for the most part, there's going to be like a separation of the people who are ready and the people who are not ready, either physically or like metaphysically, like there'll be little splits of the earth. Like it will be becoming like a third dimensional earth and a fifth dimensional earth in space time or something like that. So for us, the ones that are aware of this shift in consciousness, the second coming or whatever you want to call it, is it's fine like everything is going to be just it's a little rocky right now because it's like the earth is in labor kind of you know it's trying to birth out a new a new energy and it's a bit painful you know we got fires and earthquakes and floods and lots of chaos going around but we as as our community knows that we don't need to worry about anything we just need to spread our knowledge and let people know that it's all going to be fine you just need to focused on being in tune with their own selves, like being able to, allowing their own emotions to be and not judge them when they come up, you know, that kind of thing. I would also like to bring up, uh, if anyone has heard of Daydreamers, it was one of my first spiritual teachers way back when in 2016. Say um, that name again, nice and slow. J Dreamers. That's J A Y D R E A M Z. Okay, and that's is that a YouTube channel? That is a YouTube channel. He also has a website. Um so his entire teaching is based off of the model of the flat earth. And he talks about how um he talks about many things, but mostly about how the cyclical apocalypse happens, what happens during that time, what symbolism can you find in movies, songs, and that kind of thing. 
And um, one of my most fascinating topics about that he teaches is um, giants. And like he literally goes to he, okay. He didn't, well, he wants to go. I, I don't know if he went already, but he is extremely fascinated with the fact that there's literal mountains that are giant corpses, petrified human, well, human-esque flesh turned into stone. And there's tons of evidence all over the earth where you can find mountains that look like lying people or like animals that have been petrified. People say, even giant mushrooms. I mean, people say that it's, it's just weather. I'm like, weather can't make something that precise with those kinds of angles, with that kind of precision multiple times in completely opposite ends of the world. Um, he even has a picture where he stands on a toe. Like, there's just like a foot um, that's peeking out of the ground and you can see the toes. Like, that's, that's so fascinating to me. And there's also another channel called um, Mod Fossil University. I'll repeat that. Mod Fossil University is a YouTube channel. He basically goes through and analyzes rock and DNA tests it. And then he finds human DNA in there. That, that's just fascinating to me. And like all these minerals we're finding, all this gold, silver, any kind of gemstone, more or less, I'm not saying this is fact, but more or less, it's possible that we're mining the mineral deposits in petrified giants. That's why they have certain properties. I mean, it could be the earth itself, but it also could be the fact that there's been, since this earth has been so old, it's possible that the older mountains, the ones that don't look like people, are either just bigger giants that are eroded, or it's literally just the earth. Who knows? Like, I mean, that's it's a cool topic to discuss. And um, I don't think I have anything else to say. But thank you for allowing me to speak. That's awesome. Gleb, thank you so much for sharing. And, and if you don't mind, maybe you can just type in what the, the second name was for that user and we'll make sure that we can put it into the show notes as well. Um, yeah, again, I know so, I saw some people leaving comments in the, in the chat, this idea of like Devil's Tower, which is like this giant mountain that people are like, is that a giant petrified tree that was cut down by giants millions of years ago? Like, I don't know, I don't know. But again, you know, as we just kind of move along here, um, Kristen has arrived. Kristen, would you like to take the talking stick next? Would you like to we'll do that next? Okay, we'll pass it over to Kristen. Um, and again, just keeping an eye on things. And, and at this point, guys, we're, we're basically in popcorn style. So you guys just let me know if you wanna jump in. Um, Molly, I, you're welcome to jump in whenever you feel called. And um, there's a few other stories here to be able to, to go into. Um, let me just uh, um, decide which one would be the most relevant one um, in this moment. So I'll just uh, I'll just hit upon um, the the uh, the Mahoxi, uh Indians of Guyam real quick and uh, yeah and then I'll, I'll pass it over to, to Kristen. So again, this is a story of uh, a tribe 
that is um, near Belize. It's again in like South America near Belize. And uh, basically they didn't have any contact with the outside world until fairly recently. I don't know the exact dates and stuff like this. Um, and again, this is, this is information that's in, in Ethan's video. Uh, I had heard about this elsewhere as well, but again, you guys can check out his videos on, on TikTok, links down below as well. And um, long story short with this is basically they claim that they are guardians of one of the entrances to this, to hollow earth, to inner earth. And apparently like there's many different entrances. There's, there's like main entrances, but then there could also be like almost like kind of like magical entrances, which again is kind of like where we start getting into kind of like the fairy lore and more of the wizardy type stuff. Like are some of these entrances like almost like quite magical where like they're only meant for certain people who are at the vibration where on, on one dimension, it's just a rock, but then on another dimension, mention it's like a doorway or something like that um maybe maybe but long story short these uh this, these natives basically they said that throughout their history they were um guardians of one of these entrances and they basically talked about being able to travel through a cave system and it would take them 15 days and then once it became 15 days um, they said that there would be like these little orbs inside of the tunnels that would begin to guide them. So like a sentient orb or something would begin to guide them. And then eventually they would um, come into uh, this like other space. And again, the, the things... Um, the things there are like bigger so like there was like again like the the fruit and everything like that was like much bigger and there were actually these beings there that would have been like 12 to 18 feet tall which honestly guys at this point like going back to the fairy lore i just find it incredibly funny and hilarious that from our perspective we're like we're like oh look at these cute little fairies these little cute little creatures they're like up to my kneecap and stuff like that and then here we are if we were to go into another dimension it's suddenly like we're like the fairies for them like we're like these little like small creatures for them there's like oh look at these cute little like humans coming down from the surface like oh they're so weird like what are they and everything like that it's just kind of funny because it's all perspective right you know things are always relative to scale so there might be smaller creatures relative to us but maybe we're smaller creatures relative to something else i mean who's to say so uh again the the mahoxi indians of Guyam is one thing that you guys might begin hearing about if you check more about that uh a little bit later um the other thing i'll just mention uh just another quick story um this was a story uh by a guy named olaf jensen and this was a book that ended up getting written called the smoky god which was i believe published in 1908 Long story short, Olaf is, uh, he, he, this story got published when he was an old man, but when he was a young man, him and his father were on a fishing expedition and basically like their ship got pushed away in a storm and they ended up in this land that they had no idea what it was, but it was like this tropical land. Um, and they ended up staying there. They ended up like staying here in this land for like a couple years. I don't know all the details. There might've been stuff where there was like other people there and everything like that. I haven't read the book, um, but long story short, uh, two years after they were there eventually they tried making their way back to like the human civilization um, on the way back the uh, the ship crashed into an iceberg and his father ended up dying but he ended up getting picked up by fishermen and then once he started to tell people about his story what do you guys think they did they put him in an institution and they kept him there for the rest of his life unfortunately and he kept journals about this and he claimed right to his deathbed that this was 100% something that actually happened that he went to this world and again in this world he explained like the fauna was different things were bigger um, uh, there's there's some I don't know if it's this story but there's some stories where you start hearing about um, the different creatures there and they talk about there being mammoths 
in hollow earth and this is where again you know dinosaurs maybe depending on what stories you listen to and stuff that very well could be a thing maybe dinosaurs like originated from inner earth and came to the surface and things like that maybe did the dinosaurs migrate back to inner earth just like the mayans guys what are we this is like crazy paradigm shift right now get your tinfoil hats on everybody this is just going and going um but again you know like just put putting put the information on the table um so again when he was older he eventually got out of the institution and then like some person uh, approached him about this and he had all these journals and he wrote uh, a book about this experience you can actually find this book online it's called the smoky god and the information for it is on the youtube so you guys can literally go and do your do your own research which is again you know the theme of what it is that we would encourage you guys to do uh in any form related to this information don't just take what we're saying as you know in the be all end all but go ahead and look further into this based on how you feel called we're going to get into another story about um admiral bird a little bit later that's a big one and then after that i'm going to tell you guys about the uh the theme of the broadcast for for the week after this as well and we'll keep moving along uh we'll talk more about yeah like the the idea of the poles and the shape of the earth um additional other experiences and again what i'm super fascinated with is again this idea of like how this overlays with dream time and how this is the thing guys like in terms of like ascending people are like be like you have to like raise your vibration to ascend to the fifth dimension like that's i i swear that's what we sound like to other people and everything like that probably <laughs> but more or less basically this is a, an idea where like as you kind of raise your moral character you will be able to be given access to these higher dimensional spaces and so this is actually kind of a real thing i'm putting real in quotation marks or it's again it's a it's a reality that you can tune into it's not everyone's reality but it's a reality and part of being able to access into these 5d spaces from what it appears to be is literally something that is taking place within the dream space um and this is again leading off the the coattails of last week's episode about the fairy realm and honestly for everything that we said about the fairy realm you could go back to that and start thinking about it from the hollow inner earth perspective I don't see how it couldn't be connected to the inner earth and the hollow earth. I literally think that like these spaces very well could be again, you know, just like interdimensional places within the earth, so to speak. We're figuring it out. We're figuring it out. But anyways, um, with that, segueing it over to our our, our local fairy expert, uh, Kristen, <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll hear what she has to say. And, and I go, I know Kristen coming into this, you were just like, you're like, I'm not entirely sure how much like you know like this isn't something you fully dived into but i'm like i'm like stick around i feel like there will be some ideas that will start turning and, and we'll see where it goes so kristen go ahead and let us know what your thoughts have been so far even and uh introduce yourself and when you're ready go ahead and take the uh magic stick beautiful namaste sweet family it's lovely to see you all thank you for always sharing such beautiful space as always i love learning i love hearing everything you guys have to say and i just want to say that it has been lovely to be able to kind of connect all of the information that um, I've learned actually a lot of the stuff you guys have mentioned in school, in my learning within just doing research and kind of being able to connect the information that I've learned in a spiritual sense is really pretty interesting. So thank you for that wisdom and being able to connect the two. Um, I've always been really connected to Native American culture and learning about the um, people that live in the mountains and stuff like that so absolutely another thing that I've always thought was really interesting was the Grand Canyon is a giant magical mystical place that was carved out by the Colorado River and how 
serendipitous that the reptilians live in the Colorado Denver airport. Like it's kind of the joke of the, of the town. So, and I, you know, take what resonates there, but um, kind of being able to see the connection between the two is pretty interesting, but um, I really wanted to get on tonight. I felt really called to share um, a personal experience that I've had kind of doing some past life regression and whenever I first started doing past life regressions, it was very much like connecting with um, past lives that made a lot of sense. And then as they progressed, I ended up connecting with a past life that I can only describe as being in a place of the gods. And whenever I connected with it, it was like, really, um, I don't know how to put it other than just very overwhelming and kind of um, just coming from a place of love and knowing that it is a possibility in the first place. And then going from there, we moved through um, the different kind of levels. So I guess you could say the different levels of hollow earth. I'm not sure. Um, please take what resonates. This is my own personal experience. So just sharing from the heart with you guys. Um, but yeah, so connecting with places like Atlantis and just being able to say that my own experience connecting with Atlantis has been absolutely beautiful and experiencing the beings that live there it's like in order to connect in the first place you set the intention and then you come at it with a place of love and knowing that you're there to heal so personally I set a large intention before I go to sleep to connect with the different realms in my dream space and so you know, being able to set that intention of wanting to heal and travel in the dream space and being able to access these different realms and experience them in a way that is coming from a place of healing and also learning. So um, just moving through the different places like that. But a lot of it is definitely um, like telepathic communication. I wouldn't say that any of them necessarily speak out loud. Most of the time, it's mostly just uh, telepathic communication and then um, a lot of visuals as well but just um, yeah I, I really wanted to just get on mostly to share with you guys that it is a possibility to experience these different realms and connecting with the different um, beings that live there and trying to understand that they are working in tandem with us in this reality to bring about healing and consciousness. And so once you kind of get on that level of understanding, just being able to really uh, connect and bring the wisdom back from there is, has been my own experience. So. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Kristen, so much for sharing. And again, you know, I'm, I'm ex once we start having these conversations, guys, like don't be surprised if suddenly your dreams in the next week start like picking up on themes of this, right? Like, cause that's the thing, like there, it's funny. It's, I mean, funny isn't the word, but it's interesting to think about the idea that again, you know, these beings are literally, again, I don't, I don't even know if just like inside the earth is the way how to be able to explain it, but wherever they are, they are literally, you know, going to sleep and maybe dreaming with a higher level of conscious awareness where they're intentionally being able to interface with us within our dream space. And you could, you could apply the same thing and say like, you know, it's like people on another planet are, are theoretically doing the same thing. Um, but yeah, I just have this it's just interesting because once you start getting into this inner world idea, suddenly everything feels a lot closer, 
it feels a lot closer. It is literally quote unquote under our feet. Um, or again, you know, what's up is up and down, you know, up is down and down is up. So maybe what's down is actually up or something like that. So again, you know, who's to say? Cause like even the inverted aspects of this reality, when you think about it that way, um, I know Samantha, we were kind of uh, going off on that earlier. Um, give me an idea uh, who wants to go next. I just want to be able to make sure uh, that if uh, Molly, let us know if you want to be able to, did you want to go next? Yeah, we'll give us some feedback on this. Okay guys. So I'm going to give you a quick story. This is about Admiral Byrd, and um, this is really, 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 really interesting story. It's actually one of the most documented or at least one of the most recognized stories about Hollow Earth that people give some sort of credence and credibility to. So long story short, and this isn't the exact details because I don't really um, have them fully memorized. Long story short, this is a story about um, a man by the name of Richard Byrd, who was a high-ranking military officer. This was around the time of World War II. The period kind of takes place, I think it was like shortly after World War II, back when Truman was a president. And um, Truman knew a lot about a lot of this stuff, or at least it came to the surface uh, as he was in president. Um, and we'll get it. That, will be a, that might be a thing for another time. Um, but long story short, Richard Byrd was um flying a plane and i don't I, I i don't know if it was just him it might have just been him but anyways he was literally flying up to antarctica and he kept on flying like through antarctica and basically he said that eventually he reached a land that was like beyond the ice and this is what i was talking about earlier and what happened when he was here is that basically um, he was escorted by UFOs. Like, to, this is the story. They're like, I'm not just making this up. This is his story. And again, he's like, this happened. And based on the other stuff that we've talked about, this isn't like, it can sound plausible. And this, but this is fascinating. So he was escorted by two UFOs and they basically took control of his ship and they flew alongside him and they led him to this place, to this city, inside of this like kingdom or whatever and everything like that. Um, and they eventually took him to what they basically referred to as like the the master. It was kind of like it, it wasn't like like I don't know if like king or something, but it was like the like the the leader shaman or something of this place, the the king in some way. And basically, um, he met them face to face. Not to say that this one person was the ultimate leader, but it was some form of of person there who was some form of leader, and basically like told them that um it's it, it, he needs to go back and tell uh the surface that this is a real thing and that this exists and everything like this and so basically he was i don't know how long he was there but then eventually uh the ufos um took him back and one of the things they said they said that the reason why he was actually able to enter it was because um they let him enter because he had like a high moral character and things like that so it's kind of interesting when you start thinking about this idea that some of these cities are literally protected by this like i don't know if it's technology or what but there's some kind of bubble around it and what's interesting if you even look at the recent wonder wonder woman movie there's a whole place of um uh wonder woman's like uh a, like island where where they live the the ministera um, if I'm not mistaken, and it was literally the same thing. They literally showed this in the movie where it was like inside an invisible bubble. And then the guy literally flew into it by accident or something like that. Um, sorry, I keep saying something like that. I don't know why I keep saying that so much. It's just ingrained into me. Um, but anyways, 
So long story shorter, Richard Byrd came back. He was a man that was sworn to his oath of, of national security. So he was very mindful of how he was going to carry this information. He did tell people about it. As soon as they like started hearing about it, information about it started getting suppressed, uh, became instantly classified and everything. And uh, let me just kind of make sure. I'm just kind of thinking here. Da, 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 da. And then eventually, this is the interesting thing. Eventually, um, they he led another expedition back to this place and i don't know exactly all the details on what happened on the second time but it was like a military expedition like they sent like a like military there and it sounds like there was actually some sort of conflict like it sounded like they were literally being attacked by craft like by whatever the uh, the, the civilization that they were being in interacting with literally had advanced ufo craft this is literally what they explained and richard bird the thing that he talks about he he says like if this is a thing that's going to be in the future we have to be able to prepare to be able to like man is going to go to war with these like ufo craft species or something they have this technology and they will kick our ass um more or less was kind of was saying so he's like people have no idea um but he was straight up like yes there are the ufos there uh and everything and um and this this expedition i think it was called operation high jump uh was what and if you look on wikipedia it's just like oh this was just a training exercise um but the other idea is that this actually like they took a bunch of military there some there were some casualties um and then eventually they came back as well and so bird he swore himself to secrecy um there were only a couple times where he kind of spoke about this publicly but he would always speak about it in kind of coded language so one of the things that he would say he says i have seen the center of the great unknown so he refers to this place that he went to as like the center like the center so it's like i like i don't know that so so this is where again i'm going to kind of kind of segue into this because it starts getting into this idea of just, you know, like what model of the earth are we working with here? And it seems to be it's a little bit different from what we once thought it was in some form or another. And then so Bird eventually, uh, he basically took this to his grave, but he um, wrote a journal and then his son published his diary. And, and so uh, I don't have a link for this in the YouTube just yet. I have a link to one of the stories about him, but I think there's more information about this where, again, he literally has all of this information through his diary. Um, and obviously it kind of got published, but people are just like, oh, this is just this is just crazy and everything. Um, but the the uh, da, 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 the other thing that I'll just share real quick here and then we'll pass it over to, to Molly. This is actually a quote from the final entry in his diary, and this is written on December 30th, 1956. Admiral Richard E. Byrd, B-Y-R-D. You guys can look this up. December 1956. <clears throat> These are his words. These last few years elapsed since 1947 have not been kind. I now make my final entry in this single diary. In closing, I must state that I have faithfully kept this matter secret as directed all these years. It has been completely against my values or moral right. Now I seem to sense the long night coming on and the secret will not die with me. But as all truth shall, it will triumph so it shall. This can be the only hope for mankind. I have seen the truth and it has quickened my spirit and has set me free. I have done my duty toward the monstrous military industrial complex. Now the long night begins to approach, but there shall be no end. Just as the long night of the Arctic ends, the brilliant sunshine of truth shall come again. And those 
who are of darkness shall fall in its light. And this is in all capitals. For I have seen the land beyond the pole, the center of the great unknown. So again, even just that last line, I have seen the land beyond the pole. So again, guys, this is where just kind of putting again some pieces of the puzzle here. I don't know for sure, but kind of like what we were saying earlier, I am not married to the idea that I think the earth is one shape or another. I haven't seen all of it with my own eyes. I'm going based on what people have taught me. And again, guys, if we're going back to that idea that it's just like usually the stuff that they that they push on us is usually sometimes the opposite of something else that they are trying to hide. And it's very peculiar as to like why the model of the globe Earth is something that we're always taught like in grade one and they put it in every classroom. And people will talk about this. And again, guys, I'm not trying to like trigger people here because i know some of you like some of you would be like be like oh no they're gonna talk about flat earth here it comes switch off the podcast and stuff like that honestly guys the flat earth stuff i can't say that it's a hundred percent true but i think whatever the flat earth stuff is looking towards i think they're looking towards the idea that the shape of the earth and not just i don't even think we need to think of it as shape more so just the dynamics of the earth is not as simple as we think it is Period. I don't, I'm not going to say it's flat. I'm not going to say it's this. If anything, it's very much more multidimensional. It's like quadrant based. It's almost like, again, because we've already talked about this idea. It's like, oh, it's a hologram or something like that. If it's a hologram, it's more kind of like a video game with levels and spaces and quadrants and things within things that don't always have to fit in physical dimensions. Um, but one of the ideas that's interesting and what's interesting here is that <clears throat> I there there there's like multiple ways that this information has come across and um for those of you who have actually tuned into past dream classes um my partner Lacey talks about the concept of the ice wall and and I and I I can't really talk too much on, on her behalf just now and 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 hope you know hopefully she'll be able to talk more about this her and I have been having some conversations about this but she had a dream like this was a while ago and in her dream she was like in a UFO craft with this girl named Valerie again she talks about this on a past dream class so I'm comfortable sharing it and she said that Valerie basically takes her to the ice wall and she was telling me that she was like she was like yeah there's like this this ice wall like Valerie called it the ice wall and Valerie was like this like Valerie could have been a being from these inner worlds, but she had her own UFO and stuff. But anyways, there's this concept of the ice wall that for whatever thing it is, I again, I don't know, guys. I'm just, there's, there's a part of me that's just like, if I had to take a guess, like, I don't know. It seems as if almost like there's like, like whatever we're in, it's almost kind of like a Petri dish. I don't know, guys. Like I'm not, I'm not set on this one way or another, but whatever there is, there seems to be some kind of giant ice wall. And so it's again, it's almost like in a video game where there's like kind of like it, there would be like an edge of the level and then it's just kind of like flat and then it just kind of stops and then you're not supposed to go any further. But if you do keep going further, eventually you actually find like another space, like another Petri dish. And this is the idea that's connected with me um, from other stuff. And this is knowledge that I've been sitting on for a while, but I'm like, damn, like, how do I, you know, like, when will be the right time to even talk about this? And I'm not sharing it. So that if it's truth, guys, this is just me piecing together things that I've seen and come across. And people have told me people with very interesting sources have told me, but it kind of leads towards this idea that beyond these ice walls, whether North Pole, South Pole, whatever it is, there are entire other worlds and these entire other worlds have their own like history and ancient civilizations and this is the idea where again you know what we think of as like modern day egypt is actually almost like descendants 
um, from these other places and things like that. Like modern day Egypt is literally, again, almost like like kind of like a ripple effect of what could be um, Lumeria and Atlantis. And then uh, these things could have been like from these other worlds. And so I don't know, guys, like I can feel my brain where it's just like, it's like, I know it's like, oh, but it doesn't fully make sense. And I think the fact that it doesn't fully make sense is just kind of a testament to the idea that I think there's some things that our mind is not fully meant to be able to fully grasp and see the picture of. But long story short, the Admiral Bird thing was interesting because it talks about this corresponding idea of this ice wall and there being a world beyond the ice wall, um, so to speak. What do you guys think of that? What do you guys think about that? Um, and the other idea, kind of Melissa was talking about this, where there could be this idea of uh, literally there being like an internal sun in the planet and the energy kind of like runs through the center of it. And basically the Earth is literally in the model of a giant toroidal field, which would make sense. And then like the poles, there's like... There is footage. You guys can actually check this in the YouTube comments. Um, it's from supposedly the ISS and it's supposedly footage of one of the poles. And it's like this crazy like portal on the pole and it's either fake or it's something. I don't know what it is. But when you look at it, your brain's like, what the heck am I looking at? Um, I know some of you have probably seen that, but check the YouTube info as well. But anyways, guys, again, we're just we're just putting together pieces of the, of the puzzle here. Um, there's a lot of these common themes, again, with Bird talking about like this ice wall, this barrier that only allows people in when they want them to be let in uh, the ufos in relation to them these other advanced cultures them trying to make contact with us in order to be able to help us evolve and to be able to like they're a part of the same planet so what we do affects them as well um the idea of like there being like all these sorts of giant creatures in there um the different density the different ethereal properties of these spaces the fact that you can access them in dream time there are many entrances, um, like, again, kind of uh, in Egypt, in Tibet, in Yucatan. Um, oh, and this is the other thing, the Bermuda Triangle. The Bermuda Triangle could very well be one of the entrances. So when we hear about, like, ships disappearing in the Bermuda Triangle, that might literally be them, like, entering into one of the portal entrances. Because I think some of the entrances are literally almost like tunnels, but then others seem to be portals or something, or stargates. I don't know. It's, it's Again, we're, we're kind of delving into territory that's a little bit beyond our understanding, so a lot of it is very... You know just going with what we got and um just kind of going over here um yeah and the mayans again the mayans talked about this they had their own underworld thing uh what we recognize as the pleiadians or other star races may be from the inner world and saying that they're from the outer worlds to be able to keep themselves safe um this could be a thing there seems to be many different races um i'll hit upon it real quick curtis mentioned earlier the idea of like the reptilians and stuff i know some people are immediately just like no i don't want to believe that and i think it's interesting that even that triggers us again i'm not saying whether or not i do believe it i don't think i have to decide whether or not i believe it but i can acknowledge how theoretically it could fit in with this piece of the puzzle where basically in the same way there's different animals in the animal kingdom there could be like a humanoid version of humans that again see things in a different way and they're much more kind of like territorial and base level they're connected with their emotions different and maybe again maybe they've like seeded themselves um into culture and integrated to be able to uh harvest our energy this isn't these aren't my ideas these are just ideas but long story short if these are ideas again this isn't something where it's like oh my god like this is crazy if anything it's like oh my goodness we've this is a crazy epic story that we are a part of like th that's the thing guys once you start piecing stuff together as much as you choose to eventually gets to the point where like whoa like we are in some kind of fantasy sci-fi movie like that is what our reality is right now if you choose to to tune in with these realities not everyone needs to not everyone does um but again it could be a thing where yeah maybe there literally are whether you call them reptoids or whatever it if we're if we're piecing this together it it isn't 
surprising to assume that there may be some of these subterranean races that may have their own agenda and it may not always be love and light it may be nefarious and they may have intentionally infiltrated parts of our culture and here we are as part of the story to be able to help like bring things up where there is a yin there is a yang where there is a light there is a darkness it is just the way things go and so again when we're talking about the inner worlds and the hollow earth and everything like that yeah i'm not going to lie to you guys and tell you it's all like light and love and everything like that in the same way with the fairy lore it's the, it's the exact same thing you have to see it from multiple perspectives and so if there is like a shadow aspect to this we could associate that with again you kind of the nature of this reptoid story and again other people have talked about in dreams of this being an encounter but i will say just for all the reptoids out there who may be listening um let's assume that not all reptoids are bad either right it's, it's like that's the thing we have to start we have to stop like being so like prejudiced towards these other races that we don't fully understand because it very well could be just like us how there's different people within different cultures some of them are really nice some of them are jerks and it could just be literally as simple as that that's like literally just one of the ways to be able to think about it. Um, but more or less, guys, that really just kind of puts every, mostly everything on the table. Um, the other thing that I just haven't gotten into, and then we'll pass it over to Molly. I apologize. I just want to be able to make sure I'm putting things in here. Um, Patala, Patholam, there are these other places within the uh, stories of Hindu beliefs and mythology. And I'm just going to read real quick. Uh, this was sent to me by one of our uh, members in the community. And she says, um, there's some words here I can't fully uh, pronounce. But this is based on uh, hollow, earth, hollow earth references in ancient Hindu texts. Two that she was aware of. Indra, the god of war, stole, stole the sacrificial horse of King Sagara to stop him from doing the Ashwanda Yanga. Again, I'm not entirely sure what that is. Sangara's son crossed the northern ocean and entered into the inner earth or the netherworld. That's another term, the netherworld. So remember that. And Pentala Loka, Pentala Ganga. Uh, to get the horse back um, so again there's just some story there and then there's another one here at the end of the Kali Yuga Vishnu will take the Kuliki avatar in an inner earth place called Shambhala this place does not exist but will reveal itself at the end of the Kali Yuga Tibetans also believe in a village called Shambhala that's located at the inner earth um, which is what we were talking about uh, as well earlier and the last thing that I'll just say here and, and then we'll sorry guys I just want to be able to hit upon this there was a video that I came across on YouTube and there's this guy named Billy Faye Woodward and he actually claims to be from Hollow Earth. Um, he's in. He's older now. He came here when he was five years old and basically he came here with a twin sister. They brought them to the surface. Um, they were there as like five year, like they were like orphaned there or something. I don't know the full, full his story of this. Um, but then he grew up and then he got involved with like government programs and he started getting involved with like interactions with these places and he was involved in other secret government stuff. Like he was with the military as well. Um, but even just the idea that his middle name is literally Billy Fay Woodward is interesting because he's basically referring to this idea that the Fay and all this stuff is connected. And he basically says that he is a Lumerian. Like he, that's what he explains himself. He's like, he's like, my people are Lumerian. And he says that he's, st he's still in contact with his father through like channeling and telepathy and dream space. Like this, this is what he says. And he said him and his sister communicated through telepathy growing up. And, um, and there's a couple things here that I'll just read from uh, one of his uh, write-ups. And this is actually in the info on YouTube as well. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to read this here. From what Billy learned, the Hollow Earth people had had an interest in trying to convince our military to stop their aggressive behavior as well as the atomic testing, which was poisoning the atmosphere on and in the Earth, which could harm people in the interior and the outer surfaces of the planet. 
Finally, Billy convinced the people, the Hollow Earth people, that it was useless to try to get the military and our government to change their aggressive behavior. It was a waste of time, he told them. Billy suggested to the Hollow Earth people that they begin interfacing and contacting the civilian population of the outer Earth instead if they wanted to see true change on the Earth. That is exactly what is happening now. Billy's contacts, I mean, theoretically, right? Billy's contacts agreed and said that they would start making more civilian contact in the future. They have since told Billy that after the present North Pole inner Earth exploration, the outer Earth peoples will start to see more contact in the near future. Billy says that in other journeys with the tunnel systems, they visited many caverns, cities, and many many inner Earth cities. Billy says that there are tunnels made by the Red Corporation, Rand Corporation boring machines, uh, which are not as well made as the Hollow Earth people's tunnels. There are tunnels made by the Hollow Earth people and tunnels made by cavern cities and other races that live underground. And there still are other ancient tunnels made by the ancient civilizations of Atlantis uh, that was located in other parts of the world there. There's, there's a whole bunch more information on that, um, but that's just hitting upon a, a couple other things there. Um, but yeah, again, guys, you know, what's interesting is you start thinking about this Hollow Earth stuff and you start listening to the way they explain it. A lot of the, some of the ways that people explain it, they literally explain it as paradise. And so this is where you might even look at the things where it's like, we came out of the Garden of Eden and stuff like that. Maybe that's actually referencing inner worlds. Like, I don't know, guys. You start looking at it this way, it might start to see things in a different way. Um, but yeah, this idea that, you know, people who talk about going to these inner worlds, be it even in dream space, they explain it as being just like paradise. It's like beautiful, beautiful place um, that just like changes the way you see things. And, and again, it's, it can be a very fifth dimensional space uh, as well but straight up there it could very be again very similar to us similar with the fey how i was saying you know like they farm they live they marry they have funerals all of these things they probably do all that too they could actually be living lives very very similar to us um in some ways or another and then there again there is the idea of how kind of with Curtis saying how time can kind of wrap into this and some of these spaces could also be kind of like more in a different time bubble each dimension could have its almost kind of like time bubble. So this is when we talk about the fairy lore, how if you spend like, you know, like two hours in fairy world, it's like multiple hours or multiple days on earth plane. It could be something similar. But anyways, I'm incredibly fascinated by this information. If you guys are fascinated by it and, and if the information I just told you was, uh, again, just helpful or in some way, go ahead and drop in 1111. That's pretty much most of the information that I've got on this. There is more stuff we can talk about as we go, but I just want to be able to get that out there. And here's the other thing I'll just mention. Next week's podcast, you guys are going to be excited about this. Next week's podcast is on the spiritual wisdom of shadow, period. That's it. That's it. That's, that's the title of the episode, spiritual wisdom of shadow. Add in your own explanation, like shadow work, shadow itself, the womb. It also, again, the underworlds, the inner world, we're going in. Like, that's the thing, man. Like all of this stuff about these like scary things in the shadow, those things are there to like help us see parts of ourselves. So we have this idea, and again, this kind of goes back to like the Christian stuff where it's like, you know, it's like, don't look in the dark, stay away from the shadow, stay away from hell. You look into other lores and everything like that, and they're like, yo, those guardians, like they're there to reflect back to you and to help you crystallize and alchemize and purify and burn away the things, and which in itself, this is again, talking about the guardians of, of the inner earth and everything, you will be met by guardians. This reminds me of like, um, never ending story in a lot of way like fantasia fantasia in itself is very much like a, a, a 
inner earth type story um but you run into these creatures but those creatures they test you they test you and they test you and they test you and you purify yourself and as you continue to purify yourself eventually you will be ready to literally be able to enter in into these more 5d spaces so boys and girls we got work to do and that work is the inner work going inside of ourselves so keep working on yourself keep cultivating awareness keep focusing on the practical things keep opening your minds focus on your dreams, all of these things. And again, we'll just keep exploring these topics together, but flash forward 10 years from now, who knows, right? We could literally be talking about things where in 10 years from now, we'll be like, wow, we were really onto something then. Like we were, we were like ahead of the game, so to speak. But again, all this hollow stuff, this isn't new guys. People have been writing books about this and talking about it way, 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 way back. Molly, give me a thumbs up if you're ready and, and thank you so much for your patience and, and let's keep going here. We'll probably put maybe just another hour on the clock as we give people a chance to just kind of popcorn style here. And uh, Molly, thank you so much for joining one of our newer leading members. Go ahead and briefly introduce yourself and give us your general thoughts. What have you, have you, has this been helping you kind of see things differently and any other thoughts as well? When you're ready, Molly, go ahead. Sure, sure. Hi, I'm Molly. I am tuning in from New York City um, where I am born and raised in New York City, which is a big part of my story. Um, and also I'm very glad to know the podcast theme for next week because I'll save a big part of my story. That's a whole other, you know, perspective on it. Um, what I want to add about hollow earth and this other sort of dimensional understanding of our existence and also how each of us plays a role in the, this larger story, how each of our, us as a fractal, you know, contributes to this bigger picture, as Samantha said, called it calling us fractals of a larger one being. Um, something that really resonated with me was the language of the ice wall. And I want to offer a new way of thinking about ways to break that ice wall um, beyond just places. I want to think about events, historical events, personal events. Um, so these can be like big and small, but I would say that they are literally breaking points. Um, my background is I'm a social worker um, who, is very passionate about psychologies, understanding the human mind, understanding humanity, and also understanding the power of community because we can't put these puzzles together until we have enough pieces. I was also a preschool teacher. So, you know, it's really disappointing when you don't have all the pieces in your puzzle. Um, and, and also it's really frustrating when the reality that you exist in is in conflict with the reality of the people in your world. And I think that that is a really interesting way to understand um, different types of mental illness. Um, but truly, I would like to recognize like my my own journey as something that is very new and also has started really early in my life. Um, I was 
it was four days before my ninth birthday when September 11th happened. And this is something that was the event that broke my ice wall. Um, I've never heard the, the language of ice wall before today. In my mind, it was my snow globe. Um, I've had this story in my mind of how, and, and I believe we all should kind of use our imagination to our own strength and to our own power and envision ourselves as superheroes. And what is your origin story as the superhero? Why are you here? What is something that you've had to overcome or, you know, come up against that ice wall to move to the next level? So if you, if the paradigm is um, more of like a video game type, like we all have different ways of understanding the world. And I think that the concept of, um, of hollow earth is inclusive of all of those perspectives. Um, so I'm gonna leave it at that. I think that there's room for all of these perspectives. And if something doesn't vibrate with you, that's probably because you have a better version for you. And we need your version to be out in the world so that other people can hear it and be like, that's what makes sense for me. Not that story, but um, I, truly what everybody has said in some level has, has resonated with me. And I really appreciate um, being able to connect with all of you. There's a reason that we're here in 2020. I know it's a hard, hard lifetime that many of us have lived. It didn't just start in 2020. Um, and 2020 is the year that the world is realizing it. 2020 vision. Can't look away. Awesome. Molly, thank you. Thank you so much for joining and, and for your perspective on that and for helping us gain some uh, additional pieces of the puzzle there. And, and you're right. That's it. I, I like, yeah, just again, kind of the, the preschool metaphor there where it's, it's so simple where it's like, guys, like we need to get the pieces of the puzzle here. So it's like, you bring yours, I'll bring mine and let's put it out on the table and let's see what picture we can create. And that's exactly what we're doing. And, 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 and honestly, like team, like thumbs up. I mean, for those of you in the chat, let us know, is this, is this starting to form some kind of picture for you, whatever that picture it's and you're going to see it from your own perspective too. Uh, which is totally fine and and again i i think with this information it's important to just kind of carry it in a way that's going to be healthy for you <clears throat> this may be something that for some of you you'll just be like oh this is interesting but there's plenty of other things for me to be able to put my focus on i'm just going to take this information i'm going to put it over there and maybe i'll go back to it another time and that's okay if this inspiration is something that you're holding again i encourage you from my perspective i hold it from this place of it opening up my mind and my heart to the magic of this reality and, and what is possible beyond what we've been told. And this is exactly kind of what we were talking about, the fairy lore, where it's just opening yourself up to this idea that this reality is not as cut and dry. And honestly, the idea that there could be these literal conscious entities that are in these spaces and they're out there to be able to make contact with us. Once I had that OU experience, the, the UFO experience with Lacey and everything, everything's on the table at this point, for me at least. Like I, I know that's in a reality. So the idea of, quote unquote, hollow earth and inner earth, it's not off the table for me. But again, you know, it's going to be something that everybody's going to hold differently. But at the end of the day, 
I invite you to be able to hold it from a place of empowerment that is inviting you into deeper parts of yourself, deeper parts of your calling. Do you feel a connection with these spaces? And if you do, listen to that because it could be calling you towards, again, more of your own personal awakening. It could be calling you to your dream space. It could be calling you into, you know, just being able to, to be an ambassador for this message of being connected with the earth. And again, helping bring in more of the magic into it, uh, literally and metaphorically. So it's a very, very fascinating topic. And, and, and at this point, we're just going to kind of go around popcorn style. And, and I'd love to just be able to continue to hear some additional thoughts um, based on, again, what we've talked about. Is this starting to make sense? And it's it's interesting. Um, and, and just got an idea. Who, who wants to go next? Go ahead and, ju and just put your hand up. We'll pass it over to Curtis and we'll pass it to Zentia. Um, and then we'll pass it to Gleb. And, and we'll just, at this point, guys, we'll just kind of keep it uh, concise uh, as we keep going along here. We'll go from person to person as quick as we can. Um, but the last thing I was going to say is that you know, looking back, I know we're at this point where it's like 2020, what a year. Like that was the year where all this stuff happened. There was this great awakening. UFOs were real and hollow earth was something that may be quote unquote real or something like that. So again, how does that change things looking forward? If anything, it just opens us up to more possibilities. It makes the world a little bit bigger and a little bit more magical. And that magic is nothing that isn't already inside of us. Okay, let's keep passing it around. Uh, thumbs up. You guys having fun? Is this is this cool? You guys doing good? Okay, cool. Um, Samantha, you want you want to go after everyone as well, or do you need if Samantha, if you need to head out early or anything like that, go ahead and yeah. Okay, okay, go do do that. Do what you gotta do. Okay, I go, wanted go ahead. to say thank you all, and for everyone's watching, thank you for being here. Thank you all for your wisdom, and yeah, just quickly, everyone in the chat, I, I do want you guys to stay in touch. So reach out. Um, and yay. Awesome. Sweet, wonderful. Samantha, thank you so much for joining once again. And again, for everybody here, uh, links for Samantha and the other creators will be in the YouTube comments, YouTube video info and comments uh, after the video is posted, but we'll try and post some of them in the chat as we go. Okay, let's pass it over to Curtis and then Zantia and then Gleb and we'll work on getting things wrapped up. I don't think this needs to be a five hour broadcast, guys. Um, and, and I think the reason for that is because again, we're, we're, we're looking at things almost from just like information. There's like how many of us can talk about this from direct experience, right? If it was direct experience, we could probably just keep talking about this. But since it's like information, we get to a certain point where like, okay, we've got all the pieces. This is what we're looking at. Let's step back and we'll come back to it another time. So uh, Curtis, passing it over to you. I'm sure there are a few more pieces that you'd like to be able to add to this puzzle. So go right ahead and, and do yeah. it. If you don't mind, just uh, tilt, tilt your camera down a bit and, and we can frame it up so we can see your, just, uh, yeah, put your head a little bit top, a little bit closer to the top of the screen. Perfect. All right, Curtis, go right ahead. Well, I've been piecing together a lot of things from what people have been saying. Um, a thing that came to me actually a few days ago was returning to the earth, returning to. And uh, Gleb, is that how you pronounce him? The guy who was uh, the security guy, guy. Uh, he mentioned the degrading of these beings and the nutrients. And 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 I'm I've been studying a lot on this permaculture and agriculture and understanding the science behind this process we call life here you know we we had the death the, the class on death we had the and um understanding these processes of life and uh, understanding returning to the earth and um you know these um and and also samantha mentioned the pattern uh, of this of us you know this consciousness pattern the god pattern and i just was looking at it today too you know these Pleiadians and stuff like that, they come from the star systems far away. And then there's also people that come from the earth and they've been here for a long time. Maybe earth's been here and everyone just came from space and earth has just been this place where people come to 
because there's it's like uh, I saw this thing uh, our solar system in our galactic neighborhood is this junkyard you know everyone's trying all these different ways to live life and and uh, expand the consciousness and it fails due to the corruption of greed and these rep reptilian mindset you know the left the left brain overload you know and just um and i wanted to bring that concept of returning to you know we like to use electricity as to light our homes and stuff like that we think of and this really explains the whole idea of the inner sun and bioluminescence is what I was like, just mind blown about this um, technology that we have that is just infinite. You know, this whole infinite Tesla talks about infinite energy and returning to this earth is the infinite energy that in the process of creating energy through energy and um, that maybe that explains the uh, inner sun, you know, creating a big tower in the middle of this huge place and having this giant or giant mushrooms, you know, making giant light bulbs, you know, and um, the earth is special, you know, this is the final frontier of where we, we uh, are here, you know, we're creating something, we're creating eternity and we keep trying over and over again, but we keep getting caught up in these, in the 3D, uh, wanting 3D and, and as love, and love for life, you know, in our American constitution, we have one of the rights is life, love, uh, life and pursuit of happiness. But life is the first thing we should always be striving to make. And um, that's what we have to do. And as a farmer and uh, whatever, not a farmer, but I have a history of it, but trying to uh, understand permaculture and sustainable um systems regenerative systems we can call ourselves humans as to go onto another planet and literally make a civilization and grow like food or whatever we want to call our that's why i'm making my program the gardeners of the galaxy like that's what i'm trying to make right now um and that's what i'm piecing together these like you know imagine a, what is a human you know we're so special we are like we know it. These aliens may look tough with their technology, but dude, they have nothing in comparison to like how we understand life and the process of growing and life and living. And uh, that's what I wanted. To, yeah, that's it. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, Curtis, fellow gardener of the galaxies. Super appreciate it, man. That's awesome, dude. Looking forward to working on that more. Absolutely, dude. No, I, I, again, you know, I think. See, that's the thing. I, I love the idea that when you study one thing, you you can learn something about everything. So when you start looking at things as kind of fractals of each other, um, it does begin to kind of like reveal this idea that, yeah, you know, maybe if there's a sun at the center of the earth, maybe there's a sun inside of us, literally, metaphorically, however you see it. We literally are more of a sun than we It's interesting because, again, it's kind of hidden in our language. This is a little paradigm shift for people person the word person we call ourselves person a person the word person literally means of the sun per sun of the sun right so it's like hidden right there it's like and again this goes back to the idea that we are like literally like luminescent beings and literal beings of light and everything like that so again maybe that's part of the idea is that like through going into the inner earth it is there to be able to help us like find ourselves. like it is like literally like the hollow earth it holds both our, 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 like our biggest dreams and our fears. 
and through the process of engaging with it it is like an alchemical process to invite us to be able to like face our fears expand our understanding and i think that's kind of the thing um what's molly holding up there the power of purpose oh right on awesome and uh absolutely again you know i think i think if anything you know part of the thing here is that hollow earth is almost like a part of this reality that for those who are ready for it it is ready for them it is there for you it is something that you must choose to open and engage with similar to the ufo phenomena and everything seriously guys it makes sense it makes sense as crazy as this world is wouldn't it actually be kind of boring if there wasn't hollow earth sort of thing like i not to say it's it's there's plenty to be able to be interested in but it just seems like within this reality it's just like yo i came here for like something epic and it's just like okay subterranean civilizations with advanced civilized advanced technologies and ufos and contacting us through dream space this is my jam this is what i came here for this is what it's all about um at least i get really excited about it. i don't know what you guys tell me i i'm seriously that's the thing guys i, I sharing this story about the ufo for me it does nothing nothing it all it only does is gets me more excited about life that's that's what it does it gets me more curious more excited more open to magic more direction on how to be able to continue to incorporate this information and again it gives me more ways of being able to see uh the bigger picture for what evidently will be a future that's going to unfold that's uh spoiler alert is just going to keep getting weirder and weirder and weirder so if we can dive into this weird stuff now we're actually like preparing ahead of time and then when the weird stuff comes to the surface literally whatever it may be we're going to be like okay it's our job to help people integrate this information i'll be like it's okay here's how we like root and ground it and i think that's honestly part of the reason is that this information it's something that only a niche of us are into but eventually there are going to be more people just like the bigger shift in collective awakening how do we kind of bring this information out to them but also in a way where they can hold it from a place that leads them back to their self-empowerment and a deeper understanding of themselves. How does it feel? How does it feel to just be in this story where it's just like, okay, maybe I'm more connected with this idea of hollow earth and all of this stuff than I once thought. Similar to the fairy thing. It's not, it's literally just that, but just talked about in a, in an expanded way. Anyway, Steve, let's keep moving around. We're going to pass it over to uh, Zentia. Uh, Kristen, do you need to do you need to head out? Is that what that was? Do you, you're just giving a peace sign? Okay, cool. Kristen, jump in whenever you're ready. I'll um, pass over to Zentia, and then I, if Gleb's still here, we'll pass over to Gleb, and then uh, whoever wants. Kristen, did you want to go after that? It, we, there's only a few of us in the chat at this point, um, and then we'll get things wrapped up within the half hour. Zentia, passing it over to you. Uh, how, how how's your paradigm doing? <laughs> Um, thank you all for sharing your stories. I'm super excited still to be here. I just wanted to um, connect a few puzzle pieces again. That was an awesome term. Um, the, the Mayans, um, I want to go a bit into mythology from Egypt. It was said that there were priests from Atlantis that went into Egypt and those priests after Egypt fell went over to the Mayans to share the information. So if the Egyptians had a way into um, hollow earth and then they sent their priests with the knowledge over to the Mayans, I feel it'd be highly likely that the Mayans would then, who had a, a heavy understanding, just like the Egyptians of astrology, um, of the, the, um, the system of passing over, the process of passing over, all of their knowledge pretty much went over there. And then again, like you said, they disappeared. Where did they go? Also with um, what, I'm sorry, I forgot your name. Curtis said about um, Ra and what you said about persons being children of the sun. 
And it was said that Ra was attached to, yes, time. And if you think of times more as moments versus actual time, you know, everything we have here is a word that we've, to explain what we're experiencing. So if you look at it that way, and you think of time as just being moments outside of space time, we wouldn't have any time over here in hollow earth as we would here. We change from daylight savings times to not having it because we've created time. You have people who go by different calendars in the world. Um, some people go by the Gregorian and then there's other calendars and then you have the Mayan calendar. So there's all types of different ways to explain times and moments here. So when I think of hollow earth, I, I think of it as a little bit of time and moments when I'm searching through my channels to see how I'm defining it. That's it for me. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Zenti. And, and, and that's the thing, right? Like we, there's a whole nother discussion here where I'm sure if we were just dive deep into the different, like, again, spiritual perspectives and history of Egypt and Maya, you will actually, once you start seeing it from this perspective, you'll start to see things differently. And that's where, again, I think just by giving us a bit of this conversation, uh, we, we will allow ourselves to just kind of like continue to be open to new information in different ways. We'll start being able to look at things and be like, oh, okay, they were talking about gods and interactions with all these beings and stuff. Does this relate to their experience with inner earth beings? Is that is that literally what this is, so to speak? You know, maybe because again, I think I think it's quite possible that a lot of the stories that we think of of ancient aliens and aliens coming and coming from other planets, maybe there's that that's that could still be a thing. But what if a good chunk of those were actually like inner earth being interactions and stuff? Maybe maybe it, it wouldn't surprise me. If anything, at this point, I would say it's almost more probable um, in some way based on the information. But hey, what do I know? Pass it over to uh, Gleb. Go ahead and turn on your camera if you're if you're still there, and, and we can pass the microphone up to you. Molly, what were you holding up there? I, I wasn't able to, to read that. Uh, Molly's got some signs that um, she's jumping in with. It says time. Does it say time something? Time is oblique. Time. Time. So go go ahead, Molly. Explain. Oblek. Oblek. Teach us about oblek, Molly, real quick. Oblek is a reference to a Dr. Seuss book. Um, Bartholomew and the Oobleck, which Oobleck was a like this color green substance. It's basically what you would get if you took cornstarch and water. So um, most of us have cornstarch in our home, maybe even a baby powder with cornstarch. Play with it in your sink. Yes, that's the movement, Gleb, of the like, if you push it, it gets like it could crumble but if you let it just sit in the palm of your hand, it looks like water. So it's kind of this substance that's neither a solid nor a liquid and defies the properties of like what we know everything else to be. And it's been my, oh, cool. how, what I keep telling myself um, in this new reality that we're living in, because truly like time is mine now. And the way that I use it feels like oobleck sometimes. That's very cool. I love I love that perspective. Ooblek, adding that one to my vernacular. Thank you. Thank you so much, Molly. Awesome. All right, passing it over to Gleb. Get, Gleb, go ahead and sorry, Gleb. Just just before you get started, if you're able to stand still and just be still with the microphone, that works best for us. Go ahead, Gleb. Okay. Um. So I like to add to that. Um. I just connected with Ooblek. More movement. The the denser. The the more like force the denser the object is the less movement the more flowy it is 
like time and matter. Just, just a quick thought. Anyway, I wanted to talk about uh, a thought that I had based on someone that mentioned uh, uh, me. I don't know. I wanted to clarify. I think that um, that the giants, um, as they were petrified, based off of uh, Daydreamers' teachings, basically a giant flood happened, which basically caused a lot of mud, and the mud went over the flesh, and then it was electrified by the plasma. I'm not going to go into it too in too much depth because you know we're trying to wrap up here. But anyway, yeah, plasma apocalypse by Daydreamers. His videos explain how that process works and like there's a chemical reaction that actually happens um, and those kinds of things. And anyway, but um, the main part that I want to talk about is the fact that, you know how we have like shows and movies and music that's surrounded in like uh, cyberpunk and like synthwave, you know, that kind of genre. What if that's just the under, like the, the underground civilization? Because it's always portrayed in darkness. There's never a sun in those types of genres. Um, so I was thinking maybe it's just the underworld experiencing a technological boom in their, like their, in their dark ages, in like the shadow part of the age. And um, the music that we experience from like the synthwave and like maybe some people like that, in me especially like and it kind of calls them in a weird like you know like mystical kind of way um it's because that um apparently uh based off of one of the patients uh, of dolores cannon she told them um they told her sorry um that the music that the atlanteans made with crystals and energy sounded a lot like it so that's why. Good for thought. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Gleb, thank you. Thank you for, for passing the seat. Is there anything else in the moment? Is that good for now? That's cool. Okay, cool. Awesome. Sweet. Thank you. Thank you, Gleb. Yeah, and, and that actually brings up a, another idea that I'll just mention here um, real quick that does tie into this that we haven't specifically mentioned. Um, and then, Kristen, did you want to go on some stuff? And then we'll get pretty much. Again, I, th I think at this point, we're almost ready to wrap it up. Um, and we'll do a quick little, short little meditation at the end of it. So there's this, there's this idea of basically breakaway civilizations. And, and so this is basically about humans of the surface that have gone into their own spaces, again, maybe into like inner world or caverns and, and basically have continued to advance their technology separate from our timeline of technology and have access to all sorts of things that that again to us would look very futuristic which is what gleb was saying where it's like yeah these kind of like futuristic worlds that we kind of see through the aesthetics maybe those actually are already uh something that's present within some some like world in in our world so to speak i don't know 100 percent, but i I've, I've heard some people that straight up they they are like 100 percent. these breakaway civilizations do exist and they do have advanced technology and you talk to some people and they literally talk about the idea that you know we know that the government has built like underground 
basically underground cities and you know underground bases these exist these exist um but i think they're even like more to a scale than than we even fathom um but yeah just that idea that there could be breakaway civilizations uh is something just to kind of keep in mind and uh just relating that big just adding that piece into the bigger picture Okay, for, for those of you in the um, in the YouTube chat, if you guys have any questions that you might want to be able, like, you let us know. Do you feel that there's been a fair amount of information? Like, is it feeling like you have some version of a clear picture based on how we've kind of painted things here? Uh, that's been a part of the perspective. It's not just like throwing things on the table, but kind of organizing them in some way. Um, and if you do have any particular questions that maybe we can just add in before we get ready to wrap it up, please feel free to add those into the YouTube chat. And uh, with that said, Kristen, thumbs up. I'll pass it over to you next. And uh, go ahead, Kristen, when you're ready. Awesome. So I just felt called to share um, in my experience traveling through these realms. Normally, they send me back to this uh, dimension with a message and the message is always the same. So I thought it was relative to kind of share with you guys in this moment. Um, but it's the importance of taking care of the earth that we do live on. The fact that we are all made of matter and energy creating vibrations means that we have to be sure that we take care of the matter that we have. So taking care of the planet we live on, taking care of our temples, our own bodies, making sure that we're nourishing ourselves and, you know, getting sleep and feeding ourselves food that actually nourishes yourself and um, just the importance of really taking care of that. So that way we can show up for ourselves, but also showing up for these other dimensions and the other worlds that we do uh, coexist with. So <laughs> Awesome. Thank you, Kristen. Absolutely. I think that's a great message. Just to be able to, to walk away from this from, from it doesn't have to be something where it's like, whoa, this is so out there. It, it is out there, but we have to make sure that we're bringing it back, that we're bringing it back to the heart, that we're keeping it practical. You do not have, you can hold this information. It can inspire you, but you don't have to go around telling everyone about it. Like, I, I think that's kind of the idea is that this information in some ways it's very sacred. And, and I know that for the people who are tuned into this, again, this is something that if you're interested in it, you'll listen to it. So this is you consenting to the idea that you're sitting here with us in, in this information. But I think beyond that, how we continue to share this inspiration, this information is something that we must do. in and again, both like a sacred way and also a playful way and also a way where it's inviting people to think for themselves in an artistic way, um, which I would encourage you guys to even check out. I put a link for this in the show notes. There's actually a movie. Uh, it's an anime movie and it's called Children Who Chase Lost Voices. And uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful movie. It's actually on YouTube. You can go check it out. And it's basically about Agartha. And it's basically about like this like girl who like finds a way to Agartha. So if you're looking for a little inspiration there, it's it's almost like kind of like a Miyazaki, like a Studio Ghibli movie. It's got a kind of similar aesthetic to it. So if you're looking for something that's like anime and Agartha, definitely, definitely go check that out. I would encourage you to do that. Um, with that said, just wanted to be able to keep an eye. Are there any particular questions in the chat? Uh, if not, that's totally okay because we're going to get close to being able to wrap it up here. A couple things that I didn't mention throughout the broadcast um, that are just kind of coming to mind here. Uh, just um, the uh, the reference of the Naga was something I mentioned earlier. The Naga is basically this uh, this race of beings referred to within like the Hindu philosophy or you know the Hindu belief system, um, and they were basically part reptilian. Like they they were like they were like serpent humanoids and stuff. So again, this is where it goes back to this idea that this idea of like the reptilians and the reptoids isn't always like this like 
crazy they're going to take over our government and shapeshift story there is actually a big presence of the reptoids as being holders of sacred knowledge um and i think the reptoids were probably again just it's part of the stories is that some of them were again some of them were jerks some of them were great people it's not always going to be a black and white thing there's a black and white within every single thing um but just keeping reference i just want to mention that reference the reference of the naga you'll probably hear about that uh again as well there's another reference related to the hindu stuff and that's the uh, mount maru uh mount maru is something i remember hearing about a long time ago and that basically refers to as it's like a mountain with like a city and this city is at the center of like all the realms like all of the other uh dimensional realms and and the related to the inner earth so mount maru uh m-e-r-u so that's just again i'm just telling you guys this so if you hear it again it'll be something where you'll be like oh that's a thing that's a thing because that was a thing for me that was like okay right because it shows up in reference uh to their beliefs and everything like that so um with that said anybody else just go ahead we're gonna just again you know i just i'd love to just be able to get you guys feedback like how is this information helping you do you feel it's kind of shifting your paradigm do you feel you've starting to see things in a new way um go ahead and let us know and pretty much at this point let's just go into closing final final thoughts uh, as well curtis pass over to you next if that's cool go ahead curtis you know we gotta think about um how nature can be our our uh, technological advancement you know the inner earth probably has a better understanding of nature and they live prosperly and then you know you look out side and the the you know people overdoing technology and then they create an enslavement of their civilization and whatnot and you know think about nature and how what it could do for us in the long run like sustainable totally dude yeah and and again you know who's to say that these civilizations don't already hold a lot of wisdom on how to be able to you know use it more quote-unquote advanced technology that's more in harmony with the earth so there could be something there maybe they'll teach us about it in dream time i don't know man but if we're open to it so cool um curtis again just kind of getting close to wrapping it up here like do you feel was there anything out of the because you're like i said you were already kind of delved into this i know we both have was there anything here that was kind of new to you did you did you feel there were some pieces of puzzle that maybe clicked together in a different way was there anything that you hadn't really heard of before that myself or others talked about just curious I don't know. I just, you know, I kind of, it was, there's so much out there that I wanted to share what I wanted to share. And, um, you know, um, I think there's the whole title of this place is the spiritual wisdom of, of the hollow earth. And that says a lot about what's, what's really going on, you know? And, um, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I think there was, um, but mm -hmm. I'll have to yeah. look, the video to see fair enough fair enough awesome yeah no it's a lot to take in and again that's part of the reason why i want to be able to just wrap it up here i don't want to be able to shove too much into one episode but i think we've definitely covered a lot of uh, a lot of surface area for for this one just to be able to get a better understanding especially for those of you who may be brand new for those of you who are in the chat go ahead let us know how was this episode for you i know there's several of you in the chat and this was like this was a brand new thing for me and let us know, did we do a good job of kind of painting this picture uh, based on kind of the things that we've talked about? And um, with that said, let's just uh, check in. Um, Molly or Zentia, uh, any additional thoughts and closing thoughts? We'll get ready to wrap it up and then we'll do a quick little meditation. Um, either of you want to jump in, if you guys want to even just share some gratitude, uh, we can do that as well and then we'll get ready to wrap it up. So um, 
Molly Zentia, do you guys want to just share a closing Zentia? Okay, we'll pass it over Zentia and then Molly, if you want to go after. I just want to say that during this time period when everything is really shifting, astrology-wise, we're being thrown into this huge look at your life stage in every way, shape, and form. Who you're around, what you're eating, what music you're listening to, what TV you're watching. So while you're here with a place that's safe and open, I invite you to explore as much as you can while you can. Don't be afraid to test your boundaries, test your limits, and go against what is normal for you. Yes, break the glass ceiling, step outside of the box, go and follow your heart. Now, not later. That's what I have to say. Beautiful. Awesome. I, I love that. I love how you explain that. And, and yeah, that's the thing. I think I think as a spiritual seeker, I think it's going back to what I said right at the beginning of the broadcast, I think it's a reflection of maturity to be open to the idea of transforming your understanding of things. Like that is literally just the journey itself. If you observe yourself kind of getting into a belief and then just really just stay in there for a long time, become conscious of that and, and just, you know, give yourself the opportunity to maybe start looking beyond it. And I think this topic really, uh, really, really does that. But again, we want to be able to give you this information while also allowing you to see it from a from a grounded perspective. And and um, yeah, no, I'm really grateful. I, I, I feel again, I feel some paradigm shifted here and I know some paradigms have shifted for the people who have tuned in. So I appreciate everybody here holding space and helping us accomplish the intention of this broadcast, which is again, to be able to see the pieces of the puzzle and to see the message of how it leads us back to our own spiritual awareness and uh, the work still ahead of us, which we'll talk about as we get ready to summarize. Molly, did you want to add in some closing thoughts and gratitude? Please, by all means, go ahead. Thank you. Um just to echo the sentiment that to complete this puzzle or to get as close to filling in the puzzle pieces, there's space for everybody at every stage in their journey. Um, I feel pretty confident in saying that I'm the newest person here in this particular conversation. I joined literally last night at, I was up until 3 a.m. with Brendan, like, but last night was also not my first time, but I don't think I've attended more than a handful of group meditations. And if you're somebody who is even just like, have a toenail into exploring this side of yourself, you have company. Don't be afraid because you won't go further in than you're ready for and then you're comfortable for. And there's so many ways to think about it and so many people who are able to provide insight and different ways of thinking about it. And you are also that for somebody else. So if there's something that's standing in your way and telling you, oh, what does my voice matter? There's plenty of people who know plenty. Well, I was that person yesterday. So maybe tomorrow, you'll be the newest member. Awesome. Molly, thank you so much. And thank you for, for jumping in and for being a part of the discussion tonight. And yeah, I'm just so, so grateful that we have, again, just such a diverse spectrum of people who are coming in with varying degrees of experience and knowledge and wisdom. And, and that's the idea, just being able to find a way to 
keep it playful and keep it accessible. And, and that's a very, very important energy to be able to bring into this is this element of, of play as well. So <clears throat> any other closing thoughts? Kristen, do you want to add in additional, or Gleb, if you wanted, I'm not, Gleb, if you're still there, if you wanted to add in additional closing thoughts and then uh, let me just check real quick and then we'll, we'll pass it either to Kristen or Gleb real quick. And um, okay, we'll just pass it to Gleb and then we'll pass it to Kristen. Uh, Gleb, go, go ahead if you just want to add in some closing thoughts and gratitude. Go ahead, dude. Uh, I would just like to I would just like to say that um, when you're going through these um, shifts in consciousness, it's very important to focus on what you are feeling, not what other people are saying, but what you are personally feeling, and kind of weigh out what your heart is saying, what your gut is saying, what your mind is avoiding you. <laughs> Is that what your mind is trying to say and sometimes your mind is trying to tell you the opposite usually it's the mind that tells you uh, that you're doing something wrong um, but it's very important to focus on things that make you feel good regardless of what other people are telling you if it's good or bad especially your family like sometimes you just need to put a foot down and say what's right for you that's what i want to that's my closing thought awesome wonderful thank you thank you gleb thank you for joining in tonight and for sharing your thoughts and the links you mentioned earlier we'll put those into the show notes uh as well and so uh with that said we'll pass it over to kristen and then i'll just add some concluding ideas and thoughts and then we'll get into a meditation kristen go right ahead Beautiful. I just wanted to encourage you very much, very strongly, feed into your curiosity, allow your imagination to play, allow yourself to think in ways that you've never thought before and see how far you go. And then when you get there, allow it to go a little farther and just, you know, try to keep your mind open and keep your heart grounded in love and allow the universe to play through you. <laughs> Wonderful. Awesome. And, and Kristen, um, how are you feeling about the idea of kind of like, just like foreseeing the future of even just like dream space? I mean, what, like you, you tell me, cause I mean, going back, like, was there some stuff in this podcast that kind of like gave you new ways of thinking about things? Like some of the stuff, like even like the, it's funny. It's, it's actually really interesting to me because a lot of the stuff that was mentioned tonight is actually stuff that I've seen or experienced, but I had no idea what it was. So kind of being able to connect um, terms and knowledge with experience has been really lovely for me. So, <laughs> Awesome. Wonderful. Well, yeah, look, looking forward to just being able to, you know, kind of continue this conversation into the next dream class that we have. I mean, who knows, who knows what's going to open up uh, with those, with those ideas now, just kind of like being there for us to be able to begin putting some intention towards. So again, I think there is this idea where literally the dream space our dreams and is the dream space literally a common place where we can actually begin to develop contact with these inner world beings you know with these and again call them ous other us's that's again the term that we use for like the extraterrestrial and that's the thing i, I think a lot of what we are thinking of is the quote-unquote extraterrestrial um and the ufo phenomena could very much be within this bubble within this this theme of, of hollow earth and everything um 
So with that said, we're gonna get close to wrapping it up here. And, and again, I, I, I just thank everyone so much for being a part of this discussion, for being a part of this conversation. By the end of this, I just continue to remind you to, as Kristen said, follow your curiosity, continue to research things that have stood out to you. Maybe if there were some specific things I talked about, you can go check those out. Go check out the links. Um, the anime I mentioned, that's in the YouTube. It's on YouTube, the full movie's on YouTube, so you could watch that continuously just kind of keep these ideas in mind as new information allows itself to just continue to come to the surface over the coming months and years um go check out videos like if you're really looking to dive into this as curtis was mentioning i, I haven't watched all of it but i know on gaia gaia.com that website they got lots of stuff all about this if you just want to dive into that um go even just run some google searches see what comes up there's lots of information and again knowing that even the dream space is one of the places that we can continue to, to set that intention. And I think it's one of those things where we've done a great job of working with the information that we have. This has taken us up to a certain point and this will give us a foundation for the ongoing discussion as it continues to become something that will continue to theoretically become more relevant as the story continues to unfold and as the paradigms continue to shift. So at the end of the day, May this information lead you back to being able to see with your heart and to see the magic of the world all around you and to open your mind up to infinite possibilities and to your potential as a creator within this incredibly diverse, beautiful reality that we share together. So, because that's the thing, guys. I think like if anything, these beings, like they're here to just be like, remember your power. Remember where you come from. Like you come from like great power. You come from like a great connection. So that's, that's what I feel. And, and I honestly, I feel each and every single one of us, as much as we feel called to be, have the opportunity to be like ambassadors, ambassadors of these worlds, bridging. Because that's what a lot of us are. We are world bridgers. We literally are world bridgers in varying different ways because there are various different worlds. Some of us will be bridging the connection between the inner earth and the hollow earth in this dimension. Some of us will just be more kind of about like the fairy stuff. Some of us will be about the UFO stuff. And once you start looking at it, it's like, oh my goodness, it's all maybe just one big thing in, in, in the end of the, in the end of the day, which is exciting. And it kind of simplifies things in its own way. So um, yeah, it, it's something that I'm going to continue to keep uh, not only continue to be interested in it, but also to continue to be talking about uh i'm going to be making those new tiktok videos you guys have seen my journey to hollow earth that's going to be some i'm still working on that like that i want to do that in a way that's like a really cool story idea um, that's going to help open you guys up to some new possibilities and just continue to get the excitement built and uh yeah we'll uh we'll just keep following the path and and it will lead us to where we are meant to go and so with that said, I thank everyone again so much for joining in. We're going to just do a quick little closing meditation. We'll wrap it up. If you guys enjoyed this, go ahead and drop those 1111s in the chat. We still got a bunch of people tuned in on YouTube. You guys are super, 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 super appreciate you guys here. If you guys want to leave your comments in the chat on YouTube, uh, please go ahead and do that. And for everybody else, let's get ready to just conclude with a little meditation. So go ahead and just get yourself nice and comfortable. <clears throat> awesome. <clears throat> Wonderful. Thank you again, everyone, for joining in, <clears throat> for being a part of this synergy circle where together we have shown up, we have shared our energy, and we have created something new. We have anchored in a new possibility, a new reality, call it what you will. When you're ready, gently get nice and comfortable and close your eyes. As you listen to my voice, begin connecting with your breath, straighten up your spine, open up your chest, relax your face. And just gently breathing here. 
And even with all this information that we've shared, that we've talked about, just allow yourself to just feel this space of calmness. Knowing that this is information that in many ways is something that is quite, is already perhaps inside of you. And in many ways, perhaps this information for those of you who resonate with it will be something where it almost feels comforting, where it's like, oh, I feel like I've remembered something that I forgot. This kind of makes sense. I'm still curious, but it's something that I feel is exciting. So just find that comfort in your breath right now. Just breathing here. And as you're gently breathing, just bring yourself into a space of gratitude. Gratitude for yourself for showing up. Gratitude for the wisdom and information we are here to share. The picture we are able to create. Gratitude for this beautiful team, this beautiful community. And just visualizing here, all of us sitting in this circle that we started off with at the beginning of our, of our circle, of our meditate, of our podcast. And just taking this opportunity to look around at these beautiful faces and just be able to express gratitude. Thanking each and every single one for being a pillar of this light, of this knowledge, of these ongoing conversations. And just imagining in this moment, you can imagine all of us gently standing up and gently walking together. And just imagining, if you choose, engaging in a big group hug with everybody here. So you can imagine physically like wrapping your arms around you and you can literally just wrap your arms around you right now if you would like to do that. And as you do that, just imagining this beautiful group hug and just adding a gentle sway to your body, just a gentle sway left and right, back and forth. And this sway is just something that will naturally take place as we all just kind of synchronize the rhythm of our being. And so as we are here, each one of us, our own unique fractal, our own unique mirror, our own unique portal. And in this space, just allow yourself to just be in gratitude and feel the love of this team, feel the love of this community and allow it to fill your heart and you'll continue to carry it with you and share this with others. As we get ready to conclude this meditation, just take a few more moments and speak from your heart. What is a message that you would like to be able to share with all the people here in our community who are tuned in? What is a message from your heart to theirs? Go ahead and just speak that with your heart now. Beautiful. And just adding another moment here, just connecting with your breath, squeezing the hug a little bit tighter, squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. And gently imagine this beautiful big group hug gently releasing and you can release your arms and we'll gently bring our awareness back to the space around you as you take another moment to remember this image within your mind and let it continue to be present within your heart. When you're ready, slowly bring awareness back to your physical body by wiggling your toes, wiggling your fingers, and gently open your eyes and return your awareness to the space around you. Take a few more breaths here just to be able to clear out some of the energy as we percolate things <clears throat> and just do a couple inhale, exhale sighs. So I'm just gonna do that. If you guys wanna join, just some nice like inhales and even a little bit of a shake. Inhale, exhale. 
lots of energy. We'll just do two more of those together. Inhale. One more just for fun. Inhale. Beautiful. Continue to breathe normally from here. Awesome. Thank you again, everyone, so much. As we get ready to wrap up this broadcast, please feel free to leave your comments in the chat. What was your message that you had for the team there uh, in that last moment of meditation? And we can read a couple of those on air just before we get ready to wrap it up. My thought that came to me, my phrase was, thank you for being open. But then it wasn't until afterwards that I'm like, oh, open, like 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 the inside of Hollow Earth. Was that was like, thank you for being like the opening of, the, is that what I was saying? So but yeah, straight up, thank you for having an open mind or something like that. Thank you for having open eyes as well. That's right, that's right, Molly. So. <laughs> awesome, beautiful. All right, uh, for those of you again who are in the YouTube chat, go ahead and leave those comments if you haven't already yet. Just reminding you guys that we are live here every Thursday 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Make sure you're subscribed. Check us out on Spotify, Paradigm Shift Radio on Spotify. You can find the recordings there afterwards. Check back after if you're watching this live 24 hours afterwards for the links to all the creators featured in this episode so you can follow all of them and add your support. We encourage you to do that. And thank you again to everyone. If you guys want to be able to join in on our Discord server, you guys can do that. Connect further with the team. Get information for our regular team meditations that we do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. For those of you who are here you guys are invited to our team meditation tomorrow morning that i'll be hosting at 10 a.m and also if you guys would like to be able to connect further with the team you're invited to be able to add your support on patreon joining on patreon at the 11 dollars a month contribution gives you access as a leading member to support you as a conscious media creator access to me as a conscious media creation coach our work periods where we go for social media tactics and the most exciting thing ever to be able to join on air for these future ongoing podcast discussions and i mentioned next week's is on spiritual wisdom of shadow so we'll dive into that one you can kind of see how again preparing from fairy lore to hollow earth and then to shadow going inwards going underneath the surface learning from the wisdom of shadows so if you guys want to make sure that you're joined up as a patreon supporter before that join on patreon contributions process on the first of each month find the link in the youtube below as well as all the information to the things that i mentioned in this broadcast as well such as the anime ethan's channel uh the there's another video there about another woman who has her own experience which i encourage you to check out um billy faye woodward uh the book about smoky uh the smoky god that story there stuff about admiral bird the footage from the from the ISS space station of the hollow earth opening theoretically at the top of the planet um, all sorts of interesting things for you to be able to dive into and we'll continue this discussion ongoing within our discord chat messages that you guys had for the team Pinoak says you are important and your puzzle piece is needed to complete the puzzle beautiful thank you so much uh, Fanny da, 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 da. awesome thank you again Fanny anybody else um, beautiful all right if you guys want to leave any comments as well just for your gratitude please feel free to put those into the YouTube chat at any moment and with that said we are ready to be able to conclude this broadcast so i look forward to being able to join you all again next time that we are here and continue to keep your heart open your mind open and allow yourself to see the realities that are unfolding before you and to know that you are a part of the magic that is so beautiful all right team for everybody here go ahead and gently join me in unmuting your microphones as we send some love and make some noise and say farewell and until next time to all the amazing people who are part of this broadcast go ahead guys make some noise oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Thank you guys so much again. You guys can gently put yourself on mute. 
Outro music is finishing here. Until next time, keep it shifty and welcome to the future. Special thank you to Danny Leonardo, whose music is featured at the beginning and end of this podcast. Be sure to check out more of Danny's work in the YouTube info below. Thank you, Danny.